That's a hot take. Because that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. (laughs) No, goddammit. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like... Don't touch my records. Ever. Three, two, one. Oh, hello, guys. Thank you for joining us for Hot Takes, the Vaporwave talk show where we discuss ideas, concepts, musics. Sometimes they're controversial things, but it's always done from a point of love and a point of examination. Uh, There are no bad opinions, just hot takes. Uh, my uh, name is Skeleton Lipstick, and joining me as always is our host, Young Shiro. Hello. Phenomenal, most phenomenal DJ. Don't mind me, I'm Egan Orange right now, I apologize. Most phenomenal <laughs> DJ in all of Vaporwave. Uh, you're too kind. And I am. Oh, wow, uh, you're too kind for having me, I appreciate. Always. Um, why don't we get right into uh, Music Rex, right? Let's hear him. Okay, um, so I want to... A shout out to a, a record label that I, I believe is going to be uh, temporarily going on hiatus right now, Water's End. Um, this is a, a really phenomenal record label. I believe it's run by Room 208, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, word. Yes. Um, and Pretty uh, cool, homie. he had a compilation that came out. Yeah, very cool, homie, called uh, Until Next. I think I'm correct on that, yes? Uh, anyway, uh, it's called Until Next Time. And it's a wonderful compilation with a bunch of artists that have been on that record label um, and some that have not. <coughs> and it's 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 got uh, some out- outstanding tracks on it by uh, some people like Trapes and Sky Too High and uh, Ming Cure and, um, uh, of course, uh, Tower and uh, Room Toei and uh, Tower of the Sun and some others on here. So and we'll it's a phenomenal right record. There's the real uh, all the tracks tracks, in my opinion, are really good uh, standout tracks. Um, I really love the last song on it by Dual Sight called No Reason. And uh, I actually really love the first song on the compilation by Sky Too High called Floating Earth. And everything in between is phenomenal as well. Tra- you know, Trapes has got a, number, a phenomenal song on it. There's a really great song by Angel Face called True Faith, which is mm. just this such um, a very like echo jammy uh, vaporwave song with like a just a really hypnotic rhythm and uh, really wonderful sample chopping in that in that uh, on that compilation and it's fucking cool as shit. Very so, cool. I'm gonna have to check you know, that out. Do you want to link it? it? I'm gonna link it right now. So check out this record label if you have not yet. Check out all the albums on it and most certainly check out the um, uh, check out the this compilation in particular and um, yeah. I hope everybody enjoys it. Support it. It's on cassette tape right now. I just bought my copy of it uh, this week. This week, and uh, I think everyone else should buy a copy of it too. Great record label. Wonderful compilation. Check it out. Very cool. Any other recs? Um. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that's the big one right now. That's but, a lot to start uh, with. That's what I recommend right now that I've been listening to. I don't know. Do your hot take. I'll come up with more. So, in a moment. one thing just to let y'all know, I am a little under the weather, so I apologize if I 
cough or sniffle or snort, I will try to mute my mic. Uh, don't have the coronavirus, but, you know, <clears throat> just coming off of something. Um, what I want to bring up, uh, no name naming, you know, um, but um, it references, you know, just a handful of things that we've dealt with for a long time in this unique community. Um, you know, we Vaporwave obviously is not all sample-based. You know, it's more about the the, the ethos. But, but a lot of it, let's admit, is sample-based, at least at the beginning. I mean, we've got people that sam do the classic 80s R&B, smooth jazz. We've got people like Christ who go crazy and sample the field or Ford and Lopatin and everything in between, right? Um, but I just want to hear from you, Chris, and I want to hear from our guest eventually okay. as well. And most importantly, I want to hear from the chat. I truly believe that there is a very large gulf of difference between sampling some wealthy artist who's made their money and is probably like something that's damn near in the public domain and stealing from your working class peers. So I just want to know what y'all's thoughts are about that because it comes up over and over and over again in good ways and bad ways. You already know my thoughts. What do you think, Chris? Um, so you're talking about the difference between sampling from uh, an established artist or an artist outside the scene and from taking something from somebody in the scene? Pretty much. I think it's in bad taste to take from somebody in the scene. You know, might be in poor taste to do so. And, um, it's... Um, are we talking about, are they doing a remix? Not any specific they... reference, but just people profiting off of other people's work without their consent. People taking other people's work that are not, just basically, pun not punching up, but like, punching down, you know? <clears throat> ripping off their people, contemporaries. I think most people know that, that it's rather gauche to do something like that. And not in an homage know? type of way, but in like a, I this is mine, you know? I did this, or... I understand. I think most people sort of know it's rather gauche to, to take something from somebody else that's in your direct scene and make something out of it, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's Vaporwave. That was my, that was my <laughs> statement basically vaporwave, right there. Man. I'm not um, sure it's vaporwave. We got some good responses um, in the um, in the chat already. Somebody says, the quiz says, depends on what kind of sampling. City Funk oh, has lots is, of you're songs. Right, it's a Clementine, not an orange. You're it absolutely is a right. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Sorry. Not cool to do. I'm um, sorry as well. I just burped. Not cool to do that to a smaller artist. Chuck Loves Eggs says it is very gauche. Great, great um, SAT vocabulary right there. Uh, Zobby well, I mean, Max says. I, I want to say that it's not that it's you can't do it. And I wouldn't stop people because hell, I I don't I'm trying to enforce as few rules as possible on how people want to. I feel that on a career. spiritual level. But here's the thing: if you do that, I mean, someone's going to eventually call you out for it, and then you will be subject to mob rule. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're gonna you'll, be you. I don't think people will do that that often because I just feel like you know people will will not like that, but. I don't want to offend anybody or hurt anybody's feelings, 
But I think that in this scene, especially in this chat room right now, we take care of each other. We care about mm-hmm. each other. I mean, one thing mm-hmm. I'm proud of on Hot Takes is I've never had to call one person out one time for saying anything oh, no. hurtful or problematic. Never. We're oh, on episode like 19, not once. Oh my gosh, the people in the, who come to the who, who chat with us and, and share this time with us together are like the kindest, most thoughtful, and interesting people like ever. For I sure. Am, we are so blessed to have all these people who have so much beautiful thoughts and wonderful sense of community. You know, join us every other week. And, and I um, genuinely believe that. It's such an honor. It's such an honor just to hang out with friends. You know what I mean? I, and, I and agree. This, this, Some good people. And, so I, I don't really consider this so much an interview show as it is us hanging out together and having a conversation with you know us and our special guest and yeah. uh, all our other special guests in this in the chat and uh, thank you guys. Speaking of which, but for for anyone I tuning guess... in, since this is going to be on podcast services, my father is in chat. Everybody say hello to Philip oh, Pippen. Say hi. <laughs> my father tuned in tonight. Papa Shiro's dad. Um, but um, but let's um, I mean unless you guys have any other thoughts I kind of want to see what our special guest who we haven't even introduced yet has to say about that and a host of other things um, yeah. if you don't know who Golden Living Room is you're making a mistake Golden Living Room as I understand it is known to be one of the most multifaceted when it comes to ability what (laughs) oh okay uh i i want to say golden living room does a lot of original instrumentation and composes a lot of their their work themselves in an analog or like an acoustic fashion uh golden living room has been around for a long time has collabed with a lot of ogs performed at both electronicon events uh so we're going to bring our good friend Golden Living Room on right now and We're see. The most talented and most uh, interesting thinkers that I have met. For sure. I can't wait to get into some of these questions with Golden Living Room. Um, so we're going to go ahead and bring them on right now. Go ahead and unmute yourself, buddy, and let me see if I can find the static. Here we go. Hey, look at that cool shirt he's wearing, guys. Oh my God! He, see, he's got the terminally chill shirt on. I can't believe that's the one that we had at Electronicon. Was it uh, one or two? That, that was one. That's okay, Electronicon that's a, that's one. That's the one that you just just got. Barely we were just talking about that before you jumped in. Wow, that was what a what a what a hero's journey for you to get to that Electronicon. For real, it was it was a hot mess, and I just held on to hope with my wig. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that that large brimmed hat that you wore at both. I have it in the closet. I almost wore it. Almost that wore it. And the, yeah, and you the wouldn't have been able wig, to get those right? headphones on. Yeah, you I got the wig. The, yeah, you you got you in. Had a blue and, and wig? I, I saw it you. It was brown. It was brown. I'm sorry. My yeah. memory, my memory serves me incorrectly. But you had the wig on and you had the hat on and you said hi to me and I was like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? I, I did, I did it to a I whole bunch of people. I didn't realize it was Joel. I didn't realize it was you. You know, uh, like it was bad. <laughs> I didn't know I did it was it to you. A, I, did, I walked into the like the green or green room or there's James and uh, uh, telepath and and Vapor and a whole bunch of people were in there and I was like, yeah. hey guys, and they're like, this guy. <laughs> I had no idea who you were. Well, because we know, I don't even think most of us didn't even know that you got in. You know, right. I don't think we, comp- I think that there was rumblings of it, but we one was really sure up until right oh, wow. before you played. So we I didn't even. messaging Jeff. <laughs> Jeff was the one that was kind of relaying the messages. Oh, that's, people. that's a cool guy. We need to get him yeah. on the show here pretty soon. 
Jeffrey? I'm sure Jeffrey would love to come on. So you were actually telling me last night during the sound check about the uh, issue with Jeffrey at Electronicon LA. Oh, you gave me some insight on that that I never had before. I thought there was a problem with his laptop. Well, it might have been both. It might have been both. Um, in fact, he was using my... Something happened, and he was using my light. Hold on. For, for, for reference point, just really quick. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, if you weren't at Electronicon 2 or you didn't see the footage, what happened was that there was a technical error with a vape error, a.k.a. Jeff's equipment. There was a vape um, error. We assumed it was his computer because what happened at the end of the set was in the, in the midst of his frustration, he grabbed the computer and slammed it on the ground, a la like, The Who smashing their guitar style rock star performance. So you were saying, that's just reference right. for people who don't know what we're talking about. Go ahead. Well, he had his little uh, interface. Is it, how do you, is it Scarlet? It's Scarlet. Scarlet, okay. 2i2, I think. Focus right or something like that. Anyway, yeah. And James had one, and someone else had one. There was like four or five of them. I took a picture of it. I'm like, oh, no way. Stack of Scarlet's, and none of them would work. So that I think it was the laptop problem. Wow. Uh, but we were like trying different things, and so I busted out my, my old like 2012 laptop that he was going to use for something and he ended up using it so when he like oh no way when he when he trashed laptop i thought it was mine i was like oh, oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> boy am i glad it wasn't he was wrapped up in the hype at the moment you know what i mean he's feeling it so it's all right but then i found out it wasn't mine <laughs> i saw him smash that and all i could think was oh my god he's supposed to co-dj the after party too <laughs> oh no oh I'm he like, tore up that dj set too i remember he did he did and i'm like i hope he has another thing but like jeff is always super prepared so like i talked to him like you have another way to dj right he's like oh yeah i got like backup usb sticks oh hell and yeah that, and that so he was he's more he was more than prepared but anyway no that was a great that was a great memory like rushing around electronic on two was all about me helping my friends, I didn't really care. Uh, yeah, about you jumped up on the stage with a. With I remember a, that you know, to help telepath set up everything too. I remember, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was the fog machine during televape. And, you were the uh, fog machine during televape. Yeah, that, every right. time, like I, I was like pointing. I remember that. I do remember that. Oh my god, I yeah, forgot I about that until now. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed being helpful. That was that. That took the. You were like the, the show dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you really the, were the show dad. It took the anxiety off of forming because I was pretty anxious. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, being a performance person, I get anxious every performance. Oh, for now, sure. Yeah. It... You are, if, if you don't mind me asking, music extends into your personal life as well, no? Are, yeah. we, are we okay with talking about that? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm a, yeah, I'm an elementary music teacher and Very I'm cool. also a private uh, guitar, piano music production uh, teacher as well so i'm music all day Guys, for real every day <laughs> all day you every are. day it's a wonder yeah. you haven't ruined it for yourself i know i, I have to do, i have to go like extreme weirds to uh, like keep things separate like mm, i can only imagine is, yeah but at the same time i have to believe in everything that i'm doing so i have to yeah. like everything that i'm teaching that's that's the key to me to my teaching success is that I believe in the music, and if I don't like the music, I will not teach it. Do you think that's maybe like a key to just success in life in general? I think just, so. You know, yeah. What do you but believe? Some... Do what you believe in. Yeah, 
I know it sounds a little cliche, but at the same time, no, it doesn't. It's really helped. Like the kids know. I mean, those kids they can like they can read you like a book. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, they mm. know. You walk in and you're off. You're unprepared. They, they know from the five like five seconds after you walk in the door that oh he's not ready today. Well, wow. Oh wow. <laughs> That's yeah. you're you know that's like you you're doing a performance every day that you yeah. work. You got to be you know? on. That's the that's the thing. Sometimes it's hard to like I'm like guys, I have to be real with you right now. Like I don't yeah. feel good, and I'm not I'm not the the Mr. Cachero you normally know. <laughs> no, Mr. Cachero. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's weird. I, I know it's weird. I love it. No, I. Love I was going to ask great. you if you were all right. I love these other names. Yeah, so I'm glad about. you brought it up. I've got oh, many, I just got many names. <laughs> yeah, why do you have I the pseudonym? That. Can I ask? Oh yeah, that's that's associated with uh, with work as well. Okay. So really? I, yeah, when I was I was a parent. You have like a cow chuchesta thing going on. I got all kinds. Of, yeah, I got all kinds of stories. Well, I, I wrote my name sloppy on an ID badge, and so they wrote it out as Jory Cachero, and so. Oh. I, I immediately covered it up with tape and wrote Joel, and then my father-in-law thought it was funny, so he started calling me Jory all the time. So yeah, that became like funny. And then like I worked at another school, and I was I'm only there half a day. I was only there half a day a week on Wednesday mornings, and mm. I had no idea about what I was getting myself into. But I had done this before, where I was only at a school like half a day a week in the past. So I I'm looking at the schedule that the principal sends out, and on it it says um, uh, PE two like the second PE teacher and the last name was Camacho. So I'm like, I, I emailed him like, Hey, I, I don't see my name on the schedule. I was wondering if you could tell me like what I'm going to be doing. He's like, Oh, he's like, you're Camacho, right? I'm like, no, my last name is Cachero. He's like, Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to have you covering PE. And, and I was like, okay. They so I was your name. Uh, Mr. Camacho, the PE teacher when I went to that school. So that was kind of, <laughs> You, I, Camacho serves the purpose for for a PE class better. As it well, does. You know? It really like does. Like you got that wrestling connection with that that's when you right. have Camacho. I could dress like a PE teacher. I could act like a PE teacher. You can become <laughs> a different. You can become a different person. You're like exactly. I'm Camacho now. Literally. And, you know, Mr. Camacho. He doesn't take any guff. He's he's into right. Exactly. Fitness. He wants uh, kids to to really take the lessons from the sports yard to their life. He's trying to mold, you know, young people into the adults of tomorrow. That's that's what that's, exactly. the, that's the way of Camacho. I love that I can even, I can even get away with dressing like I didn't normally dress. I could like wear like. Sporting. Oh no way! Like alter ego. I, I know, and I took it as a joke at first, and I was like, the Slavic tracksuit. <laughs> a Slavic tracksuit. <laughs> hey, before we get into questions, I just wanted to let you know we have one person who tuned in from Bulgaria at five thirteen a.m. just hey. for you. Wow. Bulgarian Zoomer, I know that Bulgarian guy. Bulgarian yeah. Zoomer is quite wow. the fan, so we want to shout out Bulgarian Zoomer and welcome shout them out. to the show. I haven't been on the chat. I haven't been looking in the chat at all, but um, I will. Now. Also, shout out Casino. It's not you, but hello. Um, hey, do you no, have? Do you want to? You want to comment on that hot take, or should we? Just oh gloss yeah, it? yeah. Put, what do you think? I put a little. Uh, I put a little zinger in the chat. I don't know if anybody caught it. I tried oh, to keep it a little you? bit cryptic, but um, let's just say. Uh, uh, there's there's a musician that did that. Oh, I did see that. Okay, you know, um, I I was referring to a lot of things. The argument. Listen, I mean, Chris and I and you probably two have been around for a long time, not getting any younger. I've seen it done many times. Both I've heard, been here since like day one, man. I mean, of course. Honestly, the the, the drama for better or for worse, it just it's cyclical, and um, sure. you know, like I said, not trying to hurt any feelings, just want. To to, yeah. to 
put out the difference there, in my opinion. See what yeah sounds no, like you sure. agree based on what you posted. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's in good taste at all to to sample down if, if that's what you guys are sampling down. Guys. Okay, I like that. Yeah, sample down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on where your heart is. I think that's what Chris was saying, or someone was saying. I think maybe it was Lux was saying. It depends on where your heart is. Um, and if you're transparent about it uh right. but if you're trying to pass that shit off as yours well so listen like, i mean there's lots of, sort of remixes i mean the brains sure, did that sure, remix sure. of wasted nights lux remixed runners club 95 chris sure. remixes people all the time and vice versa yeah, i sampled you know? uh r23x and worked with him for yeah. that one song that's, that's, right. that's an homage that creates community that's it's different. different that's you different know? because that's that's transparent you know what i mean it's when you're trying to it's when you're trying to pass your shit off to someone else's that it gets a little bit funky. Um, quiz? Means, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. I, I'll get into quiz know, question uh, later. I know he really wants me to ask it. One of the things that I always kind of do like is when I see some more uh, people who make echo jams sampling. I actually do like this. I actually like when I see echo jams people sampling the same songs. Um, you know, that happens. There are certain songs that they will, um, you know, We'll chop up and reverb and and re, re uh, recontextualize uh, that get chosen pretty often and I actually always really like it when I see people using the same samples and then I love to listen to them all and just to see which one is the one that clicks with me better you know what I mean Fair. some people get like really silly about um, well you know waterfront dining sampled this but also blah 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 sampled this one and they you know it's, they both sampled this song and I don't know I'm like. Yeah, that's cool. I like when they do that. It's yeah. interesting to me. It actually, I feel like it's a commentary on uh, on something. You know what I mean? Something something about nostalgia and something about culture when you see uh, Echo Jam's artists sampling the same things. And I enjoy seeing the slight differences in them. You know what I mean? Me I enjoy looking for the differences in the reverb textures or the differences in the part of where they sampled the song at. You know what I mean? Yeah, or the speed right. in which they play it or or how they choose to work with it. I think it says something about who that person is and it you does. can understand something different about each one based on how they treat it. So I actually kind of, I wish there would be like a compilation where it's just everyone is has to use the same song and then let's see who you are and how you interpret it. What do you guys think what? is the most commonly sampled song in Vaporwave? Plastic Love? Shade. Classic Love, <laughs> oh, Shade. Shade. Midas Touch, dude. I've heard Midas Touch in like mm. six different songs. Midas Touch. I feel like Midas Touch gets sampled the most because Boards of Canada remixed it, right? True. Because, what yeah. was the other? What was Hell the, Interface. Um, what's the, Hell Interface, thank you, because Hell Interface did a remix of that song. You know, I mean, I think I, that draw a, drew a lot of people's attention to it. True. Well, we got some uh, questions in the chat already for you, Joel. The very first oh, right. and very best question, with question will always be from Quiz. Uh, do you oh, fear man. death? Do I fear death? Hmm. This is a good question. I shouldn't, but I do. Sh I should. I, I I do and I don't. I fear death right. because I fear about the welfare of my family. But I I don't True. fear death because True. I know it's probably just like the beginning of another cycle. So okay, that's an interesting question. So you know you know all of our our worldly uh, obligations aside right like if in in the world where you know your family is okay your children are okay your friends are okay everything's going to be fine yeah so you don't fear what may happen next after death right right no i mean my wife 
she's got it under control. She knows what's up. Very cool. So if she got it under control. Some, yes. If something happens to me, we've got a support system. We've got once again. I so hold on. We got to remove that. Remove that variable. Oh, oh, Let's oh just sorry, say sorry. The idea of you no longer being here. You know. The right. idea of what happens next, the idea of, of afterwards. No, that doesn't scare me at all. In fact, that really? ex excites me. It excites me. But, so, but, not, but not in a like morbid kind of way. I, no, I, I read I in a... I, I, I don't know so. about you, Chris. I feel like somebody said something about a conversation they had with you. I don't remember who it was. But I read somewhere from a lot of people that came this close to death and then came back from death that it was like an amazing, restful, deep slumber and they actually kind of liked it. And when they came um, back, it was all pain and... Um, what I may have told you is that everybody that I'm... Okay, so I've dealt with some people who, of course, have died and are revived or go through these big accidents and come back. And what I told you, I don't know what other people told you, what I, what I told you is that they don't remember anything. They don't remember anything. They don't even remember yeah. the moment of their death. Or the, or the moment that caused pretty much them to come close to death. They don't even remember that. Like, for example, I remember speaking to a gentleman who, um, you know, he had this, uh, he was on a boat and uh, the boat was uh, going under an underpass and his face hit the underpass, right? Totally smashed apart his face. Had Whoa. to go to the trauma bay, you know, flatlined several times, then was went through several different surgeries to reconstruct everything. Um, he doesn't have any recall of that time period. He just remembers at one point being in a hospital bed, and this is like weeks later, basically, you know, because he was out for a while. Um, but I think the comforting thing here is that he doesn't remember his death. He doesn't remember hitting the uh, underpass. That's gone. And several minutes before that are gone as well. Or a gentleman who, like, fell off a building I spoke to. He doesn't remember falling off a wow. building. Wow. You know, the only one I remember who actually did remember something was a man who was bleeding to death in the car accident. And he said it came to a point where that's maybe the restful slumber thing you're thinking of. He referred to it as feeling like a very large orgasm. And then his eyes went black. And then Whoa. he was taken to the hospital and then he was revived. That's the only person I remember. I know. But for the really, really sudden violent Telepath deaths, album cover. you won't remember it. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything after this. I don't. I have nothing to suggest to me one way or the other that there is or is not. In my opinion, I don't know. Right. But what I do know is that you probably won't remember it. <laughs> you won't remember it. You won't remember your own death. It's not going to happen, most likely, because they don't. And um, one thing I can say is the people who have died and returned, um, it's like nothing even happened. They don't have anything to tell you from the other side. Uh, uh, if anyone is telling you that they really know what goes on afterwards, or they have, it, or they or they've seen it themselves, um, they probably a charlatan, or they maybe have imagined something. Or maybe they do, oh, but sure. probably not. It's hard to say. I think whatever knowledge lies beyond this, it's not really something that you can extrapolate into this reality. If there is something True. afterwards, I just don't think that there are words for it to describe it. You know what I mean? Right. I don't yeah. think so. I, I think, think that's... Go ahead. I think it's a defense mechanism for our, our body to forget uh, and during a traumatic event. Yeah. I, right. I think it's probably helps conserve our psyche or what you know our ego or whatever to help us come back if we are supposed to come back 
But true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I, who knows? And I do believe that, you know, I think that there is something that they're probably, probably, maybe, there probably is something much bigger than, you know, you can, you can feel the sense that there is something, clearly there's something much greater than this, right? I don't know what it is, but clearly something is creating some kind of order here. Yeah. No. Right. Maybe something but i don't right. know what it is and i i don't I, I wouldn't have the ego to start telling people i know what it is um or i wouldn't really trust a lot of people who are trying to tell me what it is because i don't know i think maybe we're just supposed to come up with it ourselves you know what i mean that's like a good maybe that's everybody good here is supposed to decide the reason we're here we're all supposed to decide our own reasons why we're here and our own description of why this is happening i don't know it's interesting right but what I do know is that when I when people go under anesthesia and are like like for big surgeries, when I've done big surgeries, like really big surgeries where you're like, you know, we're like opening up the face, taking muscles out of one spot, putting it somewhere else, you know, really just dissecting the entire human body as if it is a car. Right. You know, those people are meat on the table. They're not alive. You know what I mean? The anesthesia is as close to death as you can come without dying. Right. You can you're doing things to people you can never do to their bodies when they're alive. And as soon as it's over and they're sutured back up and the anesthesia wears off, they're just like, what happened? And I'm like, what happened is you were completely opened up and examined. Your whole body was removed in this one section. This, you know, thing drills were happening. Titanium plates were happening. Blood That's control wild. was happening. The anesthesiologist was over there, like just sort of like an anesthesiologist is sort of like basically like the car is out of batteries right now the car is like out of gas and you're just like the car coasting is on fire. you're just, you're no it's not out of fire it's just like it's just like you've turned off like the person isn't breathing anymore the you're breathing for them right you know the person's like heartbeat is like only still regulating because you're controlling the blood pressure you know what i mean you're just like trying to just drive this car that's almost dead until you can get to the exit and get to the gas station put some more gas in it you know jump start it and like that's when the anesthesia ends it's like when you get to the gas station and like can jump start and put it back together but you know they have no idea what happened they'll never know what happened they were they are gone and it's like you took the usb stick out put it on the table and then stuck it back in so right i don't know not to be morbid it's interesting but something yeah something is is, is something bigger is at work but i don't know how to describe it any, any great, other thoughts great question to start it off with that i know yeah. right i yeah, got a more lighthearted one here is, for you here quiz in a is ridiculous he's like he's a, he's got the best he's got a quiz a is the best mind. Oh my also, God! Really quick, quiz I, hung out with Quiz last weekend. Um, and me and Fiber and Aiden Chick and Discaholic, and uh, it was a real fun vapor-filled weekend. And actually, like the night before that, I went to go see Sierra Mist play in Philadelphia. So, I saw your Joe, you story. Gotta, that you was gotta come awesome. to Philadelphia, buddy. Joe, you gotta come to Philadelphia. To. Isaac, you gotta come to Philadelphia. Um, you gotta play a goddamn terminally chill. Okay. Oh man, I that get would you be locked amazing. Down for a future. Oh, that would be amazing. I got, I got to get you locked down. Now, we may potentially be going on hiatus while the Barbary gets refurbished. I don't know yet. But as soon as I know what's going on, we're I'm locking you down to get on that plane and come see me. And, uh, and Joel, I got to get you here to Philadelphia as well. We got to get I, a show set up. I want to come. There's, there's plenty of homies in Philadelphia. Yeah, there are. I me and James and everybody else. There's plenty. Yeah, and I was talking to Vape Bearer about, you know, potential in the future, not set, you know. Possible, Jeff is a um, 
possible tour or something like that in the future. That would be awesome. Yeah, you oh should, man. Jeff You're... is a madman. He is going playing every show he could possibly play around the country. Hey, Jeff the man learned how up. to play bass, and now he can do everything. He, right. Jeff hits me up pretty frequently saying, it's like, when are we doing this show in Philadelphia? You let me know. I'm coming down. And I'm like, I'm working on it. I'm just really busy. I'm just trying to get things together. Yes. But Jeff has been playing left and right. He's in. He's gonna be in Texas with uh, FM Skyline. Oh, well, that's soon. awesome! In that's, Nashville, that's I my think. stomping yeah. grounds. Yeah, Will Wade um, from iClick threw love, that show together. Oh, that's gonna be so. I would love a uh, a Golden Living Room tour. That would be phenomenal if that happens. Yeah, man, know. close out the night yeah, with some that. pensive chill out jams. Everybody to sleep. Yeah. Um, I, I would. Casino actually has a really good question relating to some work of yours. Casino says, okay. Bathroom Plants says he learned a lot from working with you on Nine Reflections. What do you take away from that collab? Also, Nine Reflections has 13 tracks on it. Fuck's up with that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, good well, question. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, great first question. of all, I'm really glad that people have actually listened to that album um, because I put my heart and soul into that album. And Phenomenal album, by the way. Phenomenal album. Bathroom Plants is uh, is the man. He's got it going on. Okay, so we both learned a lot with each other, like communication, organization, um, and like he. We just learned together on like how how you know it an effective collaboration over the internet works because if you didn't communicate exactly what you wanted, sometimes you would get the, the result would be pretty weird or it'd be like, Oh my God, like this is not what I wanted. So eventually we got to the point where it was like, you know, very specific in the way that we labeled the tracks and the way that we organized things. And it's not that I was ever like dissatisfied, but it was just like, sometimes I would not be able to communicate what I wanted because most of the time I was communicating, I was, you know, in between classes or something like you know texting Word. or you know sending sending direct messages on on stuff but uh but yeah that's i learned so much about uh, organizational skills from that album and also just finding somebody whose ear matches up with mine so well like i don't it it was like a match made in heaven that's and awesome it was it was one of those things that i was literally like i had an intentional like I want someone to come into my life that will help me finish an album. And I thought that the day before and I said it out loud. And then the next day it was an email from him and I was like, okay. Oh, that's too cool. It's an omen. Wow. And then uh, the 13 tracks thing. Um, yeah, that, that album was very uh, based off of a conceptual thing that I was into at the time. And um, there's a whole bunch of like numerology and things that I was interested in at the time. I'm not so much anymore, but um, yeah. If you ever want to like, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that very much. I love the curious attitude that you have towards making music and exploring ideas. You know, that's actually, you know, a really a thing that I think is a is a very cool, cool thing about you, Joel, is is how you can throw yourself into these different ideas and uh, mysterious concepts and, you know, make this art to explore them. You know what I mean? And and just to, to go through these concepts and to sort of communicate what you're feeling at that time in this artistic manner, it's, um, it's just, it's it, the, the curiosity and the, and the wonder sort of just shines through in the music. And, um, you know, there's a lot of depth going on and, and you can feel it just through it, the rhythms and the textures and the art. Yeah, I, I, I've luckily found, like, like saying that don't do anything that you don't like 
sort of and also yeah. i've kind of realized that i've, I've got this sort of like a hyper fixation thing I, I mean i i didn't realize that was a word until like about a month ago hyper fixation. oh wow and um uh i've had a lot of people tell me that i exhibit a lot of qualities of someone with adhd um, <laughs> which is which I feel like is, I don't know, being targeted at me right now on, on like social media. But anyway, aside from Same. that, um, I, I do, my parents have always, you know, kind of laughed at how I was growing up and how I get super fixated on certain things. And so once I realized that about myself with the music, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with this and just go. I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to keep doing it until it feels, you know, until I, I'm bored with it. And... Wow. That's kind of how it, uh, I mean, that's kind of underwhelming way to put it, but I, I mean, I was in it a hundred percent and I was, you know, I was really feeling everything that I was into at that, at that time that, that, that concept album was coming out. Like I was believing cool. everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was, I was wow. really in the headspace of, of everything that I was into. That's beautiful. I think that that's yeah, beautiful is. that when you come into a feeling for something, I think a lot of people come into feelings and that or interests and they try and push it aside and they say, no, this isn't appropriate or no, I shouldn't do this right now. And they try and with restrict themselves. Whereas you are like, I am feeling this. This is interesting to me. I'm going to open myself up to it and go with it until the feeling passes. Right. And then it will be completed. And I think that's maybe why you're able to say things like, I need to find somebody to work with who I can do this collaboration with that will be a good person to do this with. And I'm not going to like go out of my way to really fight hard to find that and interview. I'm going to just see if it happens. And then it does happen. Yeah. Or rather than people say, oh, you know, it's ADHD, it's hyperfixation. You know, you got a, an issue here. And you're like, no, I'm going to let my mind travel where it belongs to go at this time, and I'm going to see what it creates. And eventually, you know, the, the wavelength of my existence will move me towards something else, and then I will know that the time is over, and I will move to something else. And I think that's really a, a really great way to be. It's taken some time to realize that, and, um, mm. like, the people around me have taken some time to, like, get used to, like, oh, Joel's in a phase right now, like... <laughs> Ah, okay. Somebody <laughs> asked what your favorite dad rock band was in chat. So I there guess that is. answers that, unless you have another No, it's Beach Boys right Beach now. Beach Boys. That's very cool. Anybody who's friends with me on on Facebook probably knows that. Or hasn't unfollowed me because I talk too much. I was gonna say that's that's, that's low key why you're on the show right now. You and I have been on Facebook for ages, so right. glad that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so there yeah, you go, I, chat. Beach Boys. Yep. Beach Boys. And I it got to the point where my, my private students, they just sort of like roll their eyes when I'm oh, oh, that's funny. This bleeds into work too, huh? <laughs> I'm like, you guys, you guys, I have the song and it, it hits everything that you want. And they're like, Joel, it's a Beach Boys. <laughs> like, well, think, it is, but I tell you, it's the best. That's funny. <laughs> I, I think the fact that you do throw yourself into the things that, that, are, that you are curious about at that time really speaks to your authenticity do you know what i mean that you're into sure. this this is what you want to speak about this is what you want to share and you're doing it at home and at work and on facebook with your friends and you know right here right now on hot takes and uh, i think that speaks to authenticity sure i agree yeah, I, I try to be like though no, i um, have many many names no guilty pleasures <laughs> for this guy 
Yes, oh, Mr. Kamasha, no you do have many names. Hey, Whether speaking of names, Kamasha if you don't mind me asking, Kachori, somebody or... asked recently in uh, it, chat where the name Golden Living Room came uh, from. Yeah, Inrail just asked that question. Yeah, great question, Inrail. Shout Thank out you. Unreal. Shout out Inrail, one of our mods. Love yeah. Inrail. Well, I could segue us into a whole new section here, but I, I'll it. try to keep it simple. Uh, if, um, you want, you want, if you want, if you insist. Go where you feel. Go where you feel, man. Sure. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, okay, so my dad brought home a... Uh, a Sega Genesis in like 98 or something. Very cool. 1998. Cool. Uh, we, I was always like a generation or two behind in the console game Same. because I wasn't like, my parents weren't like super wealthy or anything or not even wealthy. We just, uh, we weren't, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So whenever, Same. Uh, whenever a system would, whenever, you know, a, a new generation of system would come out, I would have my friends who could afford it. They would be like, hey, I don't want my Genesis anymore because I have a Saturn or I have a Dreamcast right. or whatever. So they would give me their old games and systems and and I would play them in my living room downstairs because that was where the TV was at the time. And um, that window, the, the living room has five windows and it faces the the, the east. So hmm. that it just blasts you with sunlight in the morning, uh, especially in the winter. And Oh, wow. So you would get up, I mean, especially like during a time of break, like right now is winter break for a lot of kids and a lot of students and like an know, idyllic you, time, right? You stay up late, you play mm. video games, you wake up and you wake up with the sun because, you know, I don't know how many people can sleep with the sun coming through. And my dad's passive aggressive way of getting me to wake up would be open up the shades and and start making coffee yeah. and making noises. Stuff. Mine so, would come in my room and yell if you're still there in chat, <laughs> Philip Pippen. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> he would yell, but get yeah. up, get up, get up. Anyways. So the continuous background noise of the of the JRPGs going uh, and like how it just goes on a continuous loop over and over and over with mixed with that, that golden light that's like ciphering through and you're in that like kind of hypnotic state of like watching the screen. Like you're in a whole entire environment with like sometimes I don't know about you guys, but if you get so focused on a movie or something, you start to see like like sort of like phosphines or whatever happening around in your vision. If you stare at something for too long, like it's the sun and you close your eyes and you can see that, yeah. that vision. So that, that yeah. kind of thing kind of starts to happen all around. And it, you, it happened to me today, actually. I was watching some Avengers, Avengers movies that I hadn't seen. And I was like aware of like this kind of like glowing mist around me. And I was like, I'm in a space right now that I could totally create. Like, I love this that. Is the, wow, I love that. This is the like, this is the feeling right here. I wanted to get up and like just go and make music, but I, but I was committed to hanging out with my wife at the at the moment. So I was like, no, yeah. I'm gonna stay. Oh, but, she better but, keep uh, you around. Well, uh, yeah, balance is everything. But anyway, True. um, so so yeah, the the golden the golden environment, uh, and like I continued to like emulate that throughout my life, and I didn't really know why I was doing it. It was just like I always wanted the lights low in my room. My classroom mm. actually has like. 12 lamp, um, 12 lamps that have five watt bulbs in them and like oh, Christmas I love light. that. I love and, like, that. I have, I have like a essential oils kind of going in like a diffuser. And so when the kids come in, it's like it's music time, bros, gals, it's go. Music time, I love lamps. Wow, the only really reason I have this overhead light on is so that I don't go blind staring at this screen. You, you yeah. really do, um, you know, manufacture an entire environment for yourself, huh? When it's uh, when it's like do. music time, I like that because yeah, it seems do. like you're you're aware of uh, 
of the things that put you into that energy wavelength to create and you've like zeroed in on them a little bit and you're like okay we do the light, lights like this we do the essential oils like this this is going to bring out that that that, that uh, particular wavelength inside of me that's going to be creative i remember yeah, you mentioning like in text before we even agreed to have you on you were talking i th maybe it was right after you were like i love natural light I mean, even the picture that we used for the promo was a picture of you right behind the sun, and you said it was at a cave in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned that Beautiful. there's a there's a pond where you said that you can get lights, reflection off the water. So I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's something. It's kind of turned into a whole like way of life. If anybody that I think it was like one person that from the vaporwave scene that follows me on that follows me on Snapchat, that my Snapchats are full of weird, like, reflections. My, I, even uh, some of let's say, some of that has bled into TikTok. I, I've created a few TikToks and um, put some of my music in the background. But, Very cool. yeah, like, reflections, uh, shadows, sunlight, glimmer, uh, weird, like, energy refracting off of reflecting, refracting, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. Like letting the sunlight into your eyes but not blinding you and then, right like, I, don't, I don't know it's very inspiring for me uh, beautiful i'm always going for that feeling that like kind of takes me out of my head because i'm in my head a lot you know what i mean yeah so, mm -hmm. trying to get out of my head sometimes we got a backlog you, of amazing questions in the chat do you yeah which i mean that's like i'm just there's already so many did you have a question or... you want to ask him first who me yeah I want to get some of these questions done. I know, right? right um, there's a, there's a one really Shockingly, far back. It's already 1050. Jesus Christ. I know. Can you believe um, it? Can Somebody, you get some of these questions? Yeah, right? I actually have them copied. Somebody says, um, does GLR have any influences who don't sound anything like his music? Well, 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 well. Keith Sweat. Okay. Keith Very Sweat. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Love Keith Sweat. Um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. A little Bone Thugs and Harmony. We talked about that. <laughs> Bone Thugs. Yeah. Interesting. Devendra Banhart. Okay, oh, yeah. a little folk rock there. All right. Yeah, that's Jory Camacho is very, very inspired by um, Devendra <laughs> Banhart. Um, yeah. So Jory Camacho is what I've titled my music that actually I started making before Golden Living. No I way. Kind of okay, like that's cool. Re retitled it that. It used to be called Cachero, and then it was called Luminous Spirit, and then I changed it to uh, Jory Camacho. But I'm still making lots of Jory Camacho music. Um, let's see. Um, I really like Steely Dan. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not like a super fan of Steely Dan, but my parents listen to a lot of them. Um, gotcha. Joanna Newsom. Kind of oh, I love Newsom. Joanna Newsom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like lots of folk. Um, yeah, man. A little uh, Andrew Bird, maybe. A little My Morning Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, My Morning you know, Jacket. Some Bright Eyes, maybe. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Nebraska. Sufjan. You like Sufjan Stevens? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I love Sufjan. Uh, Michigan. Very cool. Oh, my favorite cool. album. Yeah. Michigan. That's cool um, as fuck. Yeah. There, I could go on, but anyway. You could. Um, yeah. Going back to a question, you mentioned JRPGs. I have to ask. How would you rank the Final Fantasies? Okay. Well, I'm going to go off... I'm not going to go off the US releases because their, their schedules were all weird and Final Yeah, they were. Let's please really use Final the Fantasy Japanese 4. releases. I'm going to. Yeah, so it goes like this for me. It goes Final Fantasy 4. Okay, good. Final Fantasy 8. Okay. Final Fantasy 7. 
Final Fantasy 11. Mm, Final Fantasy MMOs. 14. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, Final Fan- I could argue that Final Fantasy 11 is the, f- is the best in all the world. That's James- James's favorite. Yeah, James, James Webster would back favorite. me up on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him and I, that's that's one of our major bonding points is it's Final Fantasy 11 and Fantasy Star Online. But, but yeah, 4... Okay, I like 4 because of the nostalgia. 4 is amazing. Did you play the DS yeah. port? I did a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I, I but I really played the the cartridge like to death. That's like, that's I amazing. Played, I I would play it over and over. Final Fantasy like, 2. Yeah, Final Fantasy 2, yeah. the the red label. Yeah. Right, right. And and I really liked 8 even though I didn't actually play 8 until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it played in in its heyday from my best friend. And the same with 7. That's good cuz it's hard. It's like yeah. You need a little bit of background before you can jump into eight. Yeah, and seven. I never. I still have not beat seven, even though it's one of my favorites. Wow. I just. I love going to the point where you meet. What's her name? Aerith. Yeah, where you meet Aerith, uh, like in that village, at the very beginning, and like when you fall through the roof. Yeah, of the church. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the song is called "Flowers Blooming in the Church." Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to like? If you want to feel that? Feel the vibe. That I feel, let's say that flowers blooming in the church from Final Fantasy VII. Have you played the remake? I have. Oh no! Actually, funny, funny, funny. So funny that you asked that. My private student, who's not doesn't even meet on Mondays, came after work at seven. Okay, so it's it's almost ten here, but he came at like seven fifteen, and he's like, "Hey, I got something for you," and he brought me Final Fantasy VII remake and another um, Square Enix JRPG for Christmas. Is it and Dragon Quest XI? No, it's not. I have to go look. I can't remember okay. what it's called. I have to, I'd have to go look. But he brought me those, um, and I, I literally almost bought Final Fantasy VII. He, they, yeah, he just uh, gave them to you? He did, yeah. Oh, that's well, sick. We, right. He, he's been a student of mine for a long time, and he left okay. for several years, and then he came back. And, like, we just I just realized, like, this dude is more like my friend. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, I can wow. teach, dude. I can teach that's you stuff. But you're just like a cool dude. <laughs> that's that's sick, really dude. a phenomenal thing to have a student return to you as like a peer. You know, that's yeah. got to be very rewarding. Yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, he's great. Sounds like anyway. It. Yeah. Um, so oh. that was like really, really thoughtful. I was just like, Yeah, it is. You know, you know me. <laughs> yeah, that's a really beautiful thing to feel like you know. So four, eight, and seven. Okay. Someone that you taught and sh- probably shaped the life of a little bit. You know, return and definitely shape the life of a little bit, uh, or a lot of it maybe. Uh, you know, has come back and you know, like you really, you really changed. Um, you really, you really touched them, and they wanted to to bond with you further. And you know, and yeah. now they're your peer. That's an amazing thing that this you were part of that person's growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a as a human, <laughs> that's right. that's been, that's what you do as a teacher. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's meaningful. Look, we have a lot of big questions and i do think that we owe it to these people yeah i had to do my little geek out session i'm sorry oh no no Uh, for record i would rank it it, 10 9 3 anyways moving right along Uh, do you you see like this one from indie advin right here are there any particular current musical or art trends that you aren't fond of or would change slash rethink the scope of and then i we gotta get to the bulgarian zoomers question oh yeah that's i have that one copied it's five in the morning right now for them right i really want their question yeah okay go ahead Let's start indie. with Indy, and then we'll get to Bulgarian Zoomer. Yeah, let me read that. Can you read Indy that says, are there any particular yeah. current musical or art trends that you aren't fond of or would change slash rethink the scope of? I don't like country rap. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the blending of the genres, though, but 
that goddamn song Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. I hate it so much. So much. I hate it. But at the same time, I've not heard it and I don't want to. It's a great great fucking song. I mean, I hate it though. So that's my whole family. That's maturity right there. You can admit that it's good, but you don't like it. Right. I hate it. It just makes it hurts. It's so bad it hurts. (laughs) But it's also good. So that's funny. I don't like it. And and really, Walker Hayes in general, that guy just rubs me the wrong way. The way that he enunciates his words just god anyway um <laughs> uh, and i really hate praise music no offense to anybody who likes praise music god, i hate it so much it's the worst <laughs> it's literally the worst um and the the problem is is like i have a very like i come from a religious family like me on too both sides of my, we uh, talked like, about both that. sides of my, my my family and my wife's family and i like lots of pastors and my brother-in-law is a pastor and lots of like like very like great people and my fa- my brother-in-law just like he's the he's the best, and he really feels it. And so when he asked me to play, I die a little bit inside because I hate the music so much. But I but I we do love it. Him. I do it because I love him. And then I always end up having a good time. And so yeah. I'm just like I gotta like maybe this is what everyone else is feeling. You know, like they just latch they latch onto that feeling and they don't let their head get in the way because my head gets in the way too much. That's oh, really interesting. People maybe do that's well, that's an interesting concept. I think that's what a it lot is. of people do. Sort of like I think a lot of people are just like, you know, they don't self-examine. They just they go with the experience and they and they they move from there and they kind of stay out of their head maybe. And yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad to do all the time. I mean, we all have to do it, right? But yeah, uh, I feel like if you could live your life completely like that, oh, I don't know. You may not ever know who you exactly are. Right. Yeah, it's a little shattering sometimes and like like I feel I feel this song is good, mm, but I fucking yeah. hate it up here. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Bruh. laughs> the, the beat is the beat is good, okay? Okay, listen to the fucking fancy like song. Just listen to it. And you can hate it <laughs> as much as me. You can hate it. Go ahead. That's funny. Hey, speaking of music, not that you hate, but that you love, we actually almost skipped a couple of really good questions by Pacific Plaza. Shout out Pacific Plaza. I hope you saw our little intro screen. Pacific Plaza said, well, he has a two-parter. He wants to know what your favorite 70s Beach Boys album is, and he wants to know what your favorite... Love you? Okay. He wants to know what your favorite (laughs) Beach Boys... (laughs) What is your favorite Beach Boys solo album? I... If I was a hipster, I would say Pacific Ocean Blue by Dennis Wilson, but I honestly don't like Pacific Ocean Blue more than I like, well, technically Love You is a solo album, technically, but if I'm being, if I'm being like real with the solo album, my favorite Beach Boys solo album would be, well, technically Pet Sounds is a solo album too. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the technicalities. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to say Brian Wilson. Uh, is I think that was it's a self-titled 1988. Even though I don't really like it that much, it's it's probably the best. Mm. Is it? Is it the best? Yeah, probably. It's probably the best. It's got songs like I wonder why. What's the name of that song? Anyway, uh, yeah. There's some there's some good stuff on the Brian Wilson his his like first official solo album, but really technically. Pet Sounds was the first one, and the second one was Love You, and yeah. I know, me too. 
uh, Pacific Plaza said, I was and remain a hipster since 2006, and I know. I I kind of am, too. Like, I, I, I recently fell back, like, to kind of wing myself off of Beach Boys, I went to uh, back to Animal Collective, because... Oh, are we talking I, about Animal Collective? Yeah, I was I was pretty hardcore into Animal Rank Collective. Rank the Animal Collectives. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Sung Tonks. Uh, that's right, that's the only correct answer. Yeah, Sung Tongs, Odd Sack. Um, Proud owner of Odd Sack on DVD. Yeah, I don't know that a lot of people would agree about Odd Sack. It's not really musical. But the two musical songs on there, I would say. Mr. Hands and the What Happened song. Yeah, and Screens. Sung Tongs for me as well. Um, Anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, what was what was the Bulgarian uh, hipster? Uh, yeah, let's let's get to. Um, I I copied it. It's right here. Could Golden Living Room share the backstory and meaning of the covers of New Nostalgia and Welcome Home albums? Yes, John Mo Productions um, is the name of the artist who did those covers. Um, John okay. Mo, John Mor- Moriarty. Uh, he is a multimedia artist, um, but did some collage work does collage work physical collage work where he literally gets a really nice ass pair of scissors and cuts out um, stuff from old magazines and pieces it together and sometimes we just piece them together and then photograph it and then uh, or scan it um and then you know he could move parts around and change it if oh, you he, like he he does phenomenal work uh i actually didn't know that he did those album covers i remember yeah I remember his work and uh, on on Tumblr and such. I was yeah. I would follow that back in the back Shout in the day, Tumblr. in the in the uh, in those early two thousand tens days. He was he did phenomenal stuff. Right. He he was great. So he was a part of uh, Midwest Collective. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I was going to ask you about Midwest Collective. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff no, on yeah, there. He's Midwest Collective. Yeah. Yeah. Midwest Collective started in like twenty thirteen. Yeah. He's done a lot of the covers up there. He's done a lot of the covers for them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's how I got to know who he was. Very cool. That's why oh, that's Midwest started. Collective, by the way. Uh, yeah. For sure. Nat. Yeah. Nat oh, was Midwest Collective. Yeah. Oh, we, we all and home. It was like home. Home. No, see, no, Neil. Yeah. All those guys. Apple two slash glamour shots. Yeah, we were all in there, and it was all sort of just like. Thank you for the link, Lux. She's it was really, it, it was really great, and he, uh, he did all those albums. He did all those album covers for free too. We were just no like way. in the, in the time. It was just wow. like we were the place of creation. You know what I mean? Like, it was like we all just contributed our stuff, and we weren't expecting to make yeah. any money at that time. Um, Correct. Absolutely. And he, I would just flood the poor guy with just walls of text about what i was thinking ah like, love it tvs and living room light you know and he was just like he would sit there and like digest it after you know an hour or so and be like okay i think i got some ideas and then he'd come back like a week or two or three later and be like hey this is what i came up with and it was perfect every time which is like perfect that, melding melding of imaginations yeah like he, he that guy like there's certain artists man I, there's certain people that just they just click with me so yeah. easily. That all I gotta do is tell them August River, who's in the chat right now. August River is oh. just shit. Yeah, August River is one of those artists that I've worked with closely and that just understands me. I just gotta. August knows about the wall of text because August did the. August did is the, so cool to hang out with in person. By the yeah, way, yeah, did did the uh, album artwork for Nine Reflections, which is oh, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Anyway, 
Um, the same thing, it's just wall of text of this is what I'm thinking about, this is the concepts that I'm on, this is the dream I had, this is the, the feeling, I can't really describe it in words, this is a picture that describes it, you know? And then I would send him like 500 pictures or whatever, and, and these artists that. would just sort of like, kind of take my stream of consciousness wall of like media and then turn it into something beautiful. Never underestimate the power of visual art in Vaporwave. I mean, obviously yeah, we have yeah, the whole yeah. quote-unquote aesthetic thing, but visual artists in Vaporwave are unfortunately a little underappreciated. Not just people who do album artwork, but, but visualists for the live streams as well. Definitely yes. need a lot more kudos, and a lot more public um, appreciation. They may I not be musicians. I... What did you say? Yes. I click I. I. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, we actually had iClick on, if that's who you're referring to. We actually yeah. had iClick on yeah, the show. Will and Nathan oh. were a lot of fun. Yeah, they were real fun. A uh, lot of fun to hang out with. Uh, so much Will's actually done it, my yeah. visuals during the uh, Rosewood Night of the DJ event where I opened for Lipstick Elite and DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ. Oh. And he knocked Lipstick it out Elite. of the fucking park. Hell yeah, dude. Amazing, Lipstick yeah. Elite for life. The Lipstick Elite album. Thank I'm sorry. You. Let me fanboy for a minute, please. Oh my god, like, I can't. That album. Okay, I I was traveling. I don't know, where you know. Were also, we? just really quick, I just want to mention. Shout out once again to August River. He actually did the cover art for my single "Work It Out" by Skeleton Lipstick. Oh, uh, I didn't so know that. August, yeah, just that's to, sick just as FYI. fuck. Uh, so the yeah the cover art for the uh, single "Work It Out" uh, by Skeleton Lipstick is also by uh, August uh, B River, the man yes. himself. August Cove on. I have a uh, giant believe, bumper right? sticker that August made of like a DS with like a like a giant like tower like ending like final dungeon yeah. tower that oh. I believe was made for Gamjita. Uh, Amazing let artist. Uh, let me. Uh, it's August underscore Cove. I think it's his Instagram. Yeah, somebody and link the, uh, August I'll, Rivers. I'll, Insta. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. Thank but, you. But uh, yeah, so uh, I, I meant to jump in and say that I didn't run it up. But yes, oh, he I changed his handle to Hexstop Fantasia. He just posted oh, in the chat. Oh, okay. Never mind. There it is then. Glad you posted. Oh, he's in chat. Sweet. Yeah, August phenomenal. has been here since uh, phenomenal we started. artist. I've worked with him as well. I've had the pleasure of uh, him creating a, a wonderful piece for me as well. It was a real honor. Um, anyway, go ahead. Oh, Lipstick Elite. I mean, yeah, sorry. Oh, if you haven't listened oh. to Lipstick, I'm sorry. I just really got to I gotta say it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's so oh, good. Thank I, I you listen so to the, much. I listened to that album so much, like oh, so many goodness. times. And I... I regretfully sold the original edition cassette. I never even to, had the original edition cassette. <laughs> I sold you. it to get to Electronicom 1. Did. Oh, no, no way. way. Yeah, I did. Along with my OG telepath collection. Wow. I hate that. Yeah. Somebody right. should have started I a would GoFundMe. I give you a copy myself if I had any copy <laughs> myself. Yeah, Keith, uh, Keith did the cover art. Keith Rankin did Keith the cover did. art for that, too. Yeah, he beautiful artwork, too. Oh, but, of course, it did get re-released on, um, you know, cassette tape and... Uh, oh, she has a copy. Yeah, it did get re-released. It, did, not, did it, get released it got released, uh, yeah, on um, on vinyl by My Plit Flamingo, so, you know, that's good. Yes. Oh, man, I have some news. I'll share it at the end. Some hey, you can share it now, but yeah, we do have a little shout-out session. So you can wait till the, the shout-out section it. at yeah, the end I'll if you wait. like. Well, we I'll okay, wait. Great. But it involves my pet plumbing. Phenomenal. Great. Very yeah, cool. Thank you for listening to uh, Lipstick Elite, and I oh, uh, really appreciate so that. I you know try to do a little pop structure into the into the vaporwave world with that. And, uh, Actually, yeah, used cool. that song in a DJ set I did for another Rosewood event. I did a chill wave set, and I used. Um, I remember. Yeah, feels, feels like, like life. life. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I didn't even fade that song in. I just started right with the do 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 And I just thought it works. Uh, that's the song, man. I think Lux is phenomenal at at, at working with samples. Oh yeah, no is... yeah. Lux is in chat. I'm sure you noticed already, Joel. So no one is there. Yeah, yeah. Both yeah, of like, your. Uh... Lux and I were collaborated one time on a track. Yes, uh, that's correct. On uh, the name that's of the album. Right. Uh, is it Moods? No, it's what's the name of the album? There uh, is. Anyway, I I can't remember. I know she'll uh, pop up I, with a link in about ten seconds. Right, but the the song we collaborated on is called Signal, and there was supposed to be a there was supposed to be a collaboration that was going to happen in 2013. Back when I got that jewelry badge. Um, that oh, that's funny. And she sent me like a like a couple of echo jams, and I couldn't I couldn't get I couldn't. I couldn't do it because like I said, I got to, be- I got to believe in it. And that particular loop, I just didn't, not that I didn't believe in like her music. It was just that I didn't believe that I, believe. I could do it, that I could do it. I so I, I waited and then I was like, Hey, I can't, I don't, I don't know if I ever said to her directly that I can't work with this loop. I was just like, I can't do it. So, um, she sent me something a little bit more ambient later on. She and... just, uh, she just linked it signal. Golden oh yeah. Remix. Oh, world class! Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, you should listen to that sometime if you really want to get zoned out. Oh, um, it's phenomenal! Because there's great. a quote. There's Fucking a quote from the that. Philip K. Dick book. Okay. Then, like, you will have to stop waiting for me because I will never stop waiting for you, or something like that. It's great, and it just loops over and over and over, and then it shifts like sounds like a lovely telegraph song title. Wow. Yeah. You will have to stop searching for me because I will never stop searching for you. You will have to wow. stop searching for me because I will never stop searching That's for you. Beautiful. You will have to stop searching oh my God, for me because I'll never it. stop searching for you. And it just goes uh, and it starts higher and it gets lower and lower and lower and the oh, brain waves are like that. going in the background, like the brain wave generator thing or whatever the binaural beats are going. And it's just like uh, Do you oh. have any <laughs> do you have any favorite ambient or drone artists you wanna like name drop? I mean I I was a huge Tim Hecker fan back in undergrad. You make Ooh. a lot of ambient music. I'm curious if you have any favorites. I do. Um, I'd need to look at my. I'd need to look at a YouTube playlist really fast. Give me one second. All right. Well, sorry. Uh, so, that one. That one is not a uh, chat question. Stars of the lid. No, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Star the lid is a good one. Uh, Illuvium. You guys ever listen to that guy? Yeah, I yeah. do. Illuvium's great. The Golden Retriever is very good as well. Oh, I like they Golden Retriever. Not her yeah. Golden Phenomenal Retriever. texture. Oh, check them out. They got some phenomenal, beautiful, like, stacked up, um, shimmery uh, drones that go on in that. And I'm a big fan of, like, the shimmery drone. Oh, right? bro. Yeah. Have you heard the Black Moth Super Rainbow side project? Mount, uh, I think it's called Seven Fields of Aphelion. Yes. It's the guy's <laughs> wife. It's real good, right? really good very yes. like proto emeralds almost but like mm-hmm. you know i like um okay here's a good one yeah let's hear some names real quick give me some um, fucking names I it, yeah i had it right here okay uh i like oh uh, where'd it go i like hiroshi yoshimura like anything oh yeah yeah, yeah i've not I like heard that. that guy's work i like Her- hiromi hosono um Oh, Hiromi Hosono, I mean, yeah, his career is so storied, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's done so many different things. Like, I'm a big sure. fan of uh, uh, Phil, Phil Har, you know, what's it called? Phil, 
Watering, uh, watering a flower is my my favorite ambient work of his. The it just kind of like loops over and over. It's heavenly. I really like um, uh, well I like Ryuichi Sakamoto's ambient work as well. Of course. Um, I, there's a lot more. I can I can think of the album cover. And we got some like, deep cuts, dog. That's uh, Phil Harmony. That's the Thank album you for I the link. By, by Harumi Hosono is Phil Harmony, which is a little bit more of the pop album he made yeah. back in the 80s. Uh, that's got like the song Sportsman on it, which is, uh, you know, like my favorite song ever. <laughs> yeah. Be a sportsman. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how inspiring that song was for me. Uh, yeah, especially, I love early, it. especially in early skeleton lipstick work, for sure. Oh, so cool. Um, we got a couple questions in the chat. I gotta, I gotta sure. shout out real quick. Uh, Pacific Plaza always has good ones. Uh, he says, "Joel, what draws you toward using a guitar in your live performance, and what's your guitar setup like?" Okay, I have two. Okay, all right. There was this guy. There was this kid in okay. elementary school, picked on me all the time. There was a, there was a group of them, and they used to just make my life miserable. And so I hated this guy, but. He was also sort of like two-faced and his parents were like friends with my parents. So like oh, every no. once in a while I would get like invited over to his house and he would be I nice hate that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. no. I think I think we all I, come on. I think we a lot of us yeah. probably have been through this, particularly if we're like artistic mm -hmm. types. I've like yeah. dealt with that kid in middle school that is mean to you on the bus or whatever or mean to you at school. But like he's in your neighborhood and like yeah. so occasionally like your family goes to see them or you see them at like, ch I don't know, like church yeah. or something. And then everybody pretends like, oh, we're all friendly with each other. Right. Wait until all when, the adults' the, backs are turned. When the, adult, when the adults are And then around, they try to drown you. Know, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then like when you're in front of like kids, you know what I mean? Or you're in school or in the hallway, they knock the books out of your hands. Right. So this this kid was one of those. Yeah, and, like, I, know about, invited, I know about that world. <laughs> he invited me over to, to like a, a sleepover or something. Oh, no. Like, Oh, but it was God. like there was a couple of my friends that were my real friends that were going. No, oh, nice. Like, okay. So nice. they were like sort of like a buffer. Yeah. But I got there and they were playing some like game that I didn't want to play, and I just felt like sort of alienated from the group. And yeah. but I knew he had a guitar, and so oh, I just like I just like went and and like went into his room when everybody else was playing and just played "Smells Like Teen Spirit," like figured it out. Um, Sick. And then I would and then I would fake be nice to him at school so he would invite me over and then i would go and play his guitar and he'd be like dude are we gonna like play or are we gonna like do this i'm like oh no just give me a couple minutes and i would just you i started to use him for his guitar and then um oh you got back he, i did nice. he was such a dick he was really really mean um anyway he got his finger blown off a couple years ago and goddamn so kind of like whatever anyway but uh <laughs> <laughs> so kind of get what you deserve but anyway anyway that led and i told my dad i wanted to play guitar and he was like, no, you may not. And I was like, well, um, well, I, I really want a guitar. He's like, well, I don't want you getting into rock music. Like I said, my parents are very conservative. Same. Growing, we talked about up. that a little bit before yeah. the show. And so he's like, I don't want you getting into rock music. And so I said, I'm going to get into rock music, Dad. I just want a guitar. So he buys me that Christmas fucking Washburn metal guitar with an American metal pedal, pink pedal. I'm like, Dad, you're a contradiction. And so, what do I do? <laughs> I get into rock music. So, <laughs> there you go. Nirvana, like, yeah, Nirvana and stuff like that. I was really into Nirvana. And um, 
other stuff. Is this how you found that you were really into music? Is this like the first really big experience you had with uh, with yeah. making music and and finding that you were enamored with the process of creating it and and right. and, and, and making sounds in general? Like, when I realized that I had the the ability to like I have always had really good rhythm and pitch, and so like when I realized I could just like translate that to the guitar really fast, I, I kind of latched onto that and. So then my dad, you know, he continued to buy me, he bought me an acoustic a couple years later. So I had an electric and an acoustic. I, and Aww, I started rock, came around started a little a rock, bit. Yeah, I started a rock band. I did exactly what he didn't want me to do. Damn. And he was just loving and supportive All that the whole time. golden rock and wow. roll music. Yeah, he was, but my parents, that's, that's, that's the thing, they were a contradiction themselves because they were hardcore hippies in the 60s and 70s and then like had a come to Jesus They had period. the Jesus freak movement. Yeah, they had a come yeah. to Jesus period, and then they chilled out, and they're really cool. My parents are dope. Anyway, um, very cool. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I continued with music, and I actually got my my major, my undergrad, and my master's in guitar performance. Oh, you have a master's? And, very cool. Oh, yeah. I, I think I knew that actually. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. So, impressive. So I I oh. I studied a lot of jazz music as well, like jazz Ooh. guitar. Um, oh shit! <laughs> but I don't really think of myself oh, as a good. I don't think of myself as a guitar player. Like a fucking like. Sorry, I, I, this might offend people. Oh, here's a good hot take. I hate oh, let's guitar hear players. Oh God, shit! Hate he hates guitar players. You're Goddamn. You're you worst. hate people who define themselves by yeah. the fact that they play guitar, by the fact that they have a lot of knowledge about it, and it's like like a like it's like a personality, you know, substitute almost. Right, and they're like hold their guitar and like sh like will look you dead in the eye and like shred while you're talking. And you're like, fuck you, just stop. And, With like, that like slatch off. Be a human. Have a conversation with me. Like put yeah. the put the instrument down. Enough Wonderwall. Let's talk. Right. So yeah, I hate I, I I hate the the um the cliches. Okay. Now every guitar player has a reason for why they play guitar. Whatever. And right. I'm not judging anybody who's a guitar player. So I don't know anything about guitars. Uh, I've had the same guitars. I mean, I have one nice guitar. I have an Eastman Archtop. Eastman ARCE. 810CE. AR810CE. Yeah. It's a very nice Archtop jazz guitar. Okay. Um, I have a Fender Strat that's got a MIDI pickup hooked up to it. Anybody that saw me at Electronicon saw that or heard that. Mm. Um, that's what I was... All those synth sounds were my actual my guitar. Picked up through mm. a GR20. Um, so a, a Boss GR20... A, um, guitar synthesizer and okay. um, and I if I had to pick a guitar prefer a style of guitar it's classical guitar okay um, I do play Loving I this. do dabble I dabble in, in classical guitar technique and stuff but I've I my my first guitar teacher tried real hard to get me to learn how to read music using classical uh, guitar music and I I couldn't do it um, I and that was in college. I didn't learn how to read music until like the end of college. Believe that. Oh or wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. But like, I've learned a lot since college. Uh, I can read now, of course. But um, it's yeah. So if I had to pick a guitar, I would pick a classical guitar, and I would be playing some um, like finger picking bossa nova, possibly mixed with some Ooh. psychedelic folk new weird america like someone said in the chat a little uh, freak, freak folk. folk freak yeah. folk yeah baby yeah that that would be me like that would be my go-to automatically or it would be it. like the default epno setting on a dx7 <laughs> oh, nice. bro we got a lot of love for your techniques in the chat already 
Everybody's can geeking I, out. Can I can I ask you at what point in your musical journey did you start straying away from oh I don't know um you know uh, doing maybe like traditional rock music or traditional guitar work and start becoming more interested in experimental concepts and experimental music production like when did you start getting into moving away from just playing guitar to I'm gonna and even moving away from just doing I'm gonna compose traditional rock or traditional you know pop music and like you know I think I'm gonna start experimenting with some concepts and ideas in the music I write and the way that's produced like when did you really start to go off you know the track like I, I asked this to Keith last time too like well when did you decide to start you know doing more experimental type of sound structures and sound compositions like when did when when did that happen for you and why okay uh, so I was really in Nirvana yes. and I was deep diving in Nirvana so I was mm. hyper fix I was hyper fixated on Nirvana from like age 15 to 18. Very and cool. I like I read all the things I I listened to every album, every live performance, like every bootleg I get my hands on. I read I got the Kurt Cobain journals, and uh -huh. so I started to look up all of the the music he was suggesting in the journals. Oh, like, oh yeah, he's got great. He's, he had yeah. phenomenal taste. You know, Velvet like, Underground, Velvet yeah, Underground, phenomenal taste. Yeah, and Jimi Hendrix, and uh, there's just a whole bunch of other ones. So I I started listening to Jimmy because of Kurt Cobain's. Uh, recommendation and i started listening to velvet underground because of kirk Cobain's recommendation and mm -hmm. uh like flipper and pixies and sort of like punk yeah. and uh you know but like velvet underground sort of sort of took me there and then the beatles you know the beatles as well like i really was yeah. into uh the white album and i i, I was fascinated beatles. by number revolution number nine like Going uh, on here. And uh, like the backwards guitar solo on I'm Only Sleeping from Revolver. And yeah, that's right. On Revolver, they, they reversed yeah. the sample for that. Or even like, um, oh, what's the last song on Revolver again? Um, uh, with Within You or Without No, no, no. Um, no, the very last one. It's 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 all just yeah. basically, it's one chord the whole time. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Downstream. Yeah. It, is, it is not dying. Yeah. It is not. That's all one chord, the whole right. song. Yeah, I like I liked a lot of Ravi Shankar Indian music as well because of, you know George Harrison. Um, I liked I liked a lot of that stuff, and my my parents happened to have listened to all kinds of out there shit as well. Um, and Very cool. it was I was around it a lot, and so then then I discovered from Velvet Underground. I was like kind of getting more experimental, and then somehow like I didn't I wasn't exposed to like the the Pitchfork era of like music journalism until I mm. met my my roommate who's also. Hope he's not on this chat but he was also a real dick to me back in the day like uh, uh -huh. even in college i had bullies but um, oh no <laughs> but that dude really like if it wasn't for him like i would not be on the journey that i'm on now so that guy really shaped me musically ah. big time. So, I, I had a similar similar yeah. situation so he had he turned me on to devendra banhart and animal collective and joanna newsome and all Vetiver the nwa and, stuff yeah so i and from there it just kind of like got I got more and more into like ambient, um, like sort of spaced out folk music. Like, I don't know. And then let's see, what did it come after Devenger Bancard? Let's see. Oh, and then I started to get into, that's where I, I'm kind of, we're kind of getting to Vaporwave here. That's where I discovered the, the, the homies at Beer on the Rug. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of my, 
where the experimental and then like, I love hearing exactly, the musical history. Yeah, mm -hmm. after after discovering Beer on the Rug, it was like all over from there. When in terms of Golden did you listen Rugged. to One O Tricks Point Never at all? I, I kind of wanted to I, know that too. I did after the fact. I did. I didn't start oh. listening to One O Tricks Point Never until like 2014. Oh um, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, Very cool. Wow. Because I think like most of us in the early days, right? That was uh, a lot of the back uh, when like Russian mind had just come out and shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah for Emeralds me, it was, was um, the wave. Well, sure, for sure, and like you, you know, I don't, you know, you just sort of, um, you know, but you know, what, what happened to me when I heard one of Tricks Play Never was like I just like like it blew my mind, and then I was like, ha, you know, it's like it, it really just changed the wave of for like you know the chill wave music to once it gets like mixed once the people the kids who are listening to chill wave music started listening to like one of tricks point never like shit just like exploded into this weird experimental world of vaporwave basically right so you didn't until after like 2014 so you're like coming oh, in maybe like even r later. plus seven wow so yeah. you're coming in like r plus seven maybe or something r like plus that seven yes. is actually right when i is the album yeah. that oh awesome i, I, love, I love r plus, r plus seven rep, yeah replica chris and i are on the same wavelength about r plus seven yeah, it's so I'm a good. little bit more of a Garden of Delete guy, but R plus seven is like no, close second. Yeah, like Final bad. Fantasy ten and nine, they're constantly fighting yeah. for the best one. I mean, actually, te technically for me, it's like almost like the games album, the games EP until death. That's, hey, that Tua is in chat. Man. What's up, Tua? Oh, hey. Tua, hey, the homie. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Love him. Love uh, Joel, how many hours a day do you think you would say that you listen to new music? Hmm. Like, do you do any crate well, digging or like Spotify playlists? I don't. I, 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 this is how I find new music. Well, recently, recently, because I'm, I'm, I'm so busy. My God. It's, it's I insane. know it's hard once you have kids yeah, and you're married imagine. and you work and stuff. But my, my private students are the ones that I've sort of like, they have been turning me on to some newer stuff. I, and I would say probably, um, uh, Two hours a week, maybe, maybe not even that much. Maybe one hour, maybe not even that much. But um, I'll get on. I'll, you know, I'll get onto some some phases every once in a while. I'm trying to really not limit myself. Like this, this whole Walker Hayes fancy like phenomenon that that happened to me, it hurt. It it hurt me. It was so bad. God damn. But I was just like, but at the same time, I felt felt it. So. I was like, you know, these other people gotta feel it. They're, they're feeling it, you know. And I was like, every pe every person who's passionate about their style of music, they're feeling it. And so, mm. and that's mm -hmm. that's uh, original, and that's uh, yeah. the, the intent is pure. And you know, they've latched on in that way. So I feel like anything is is worth listening to. Even, even I'm sure there's even some country good rap. Music. I'm sure there's some good praise music out there. Sure. sure. There, there's always the you know there's always the authentic uh, you know people in any any genre of music that's out right. there. The, uh... Hey, can I ask you? How did you? So you got into the beer. I just really want to get back. You got into the beer and the on the rug stuff. Um, you know, were you listening to um, I don't know like, like Chill Wave and stuff and and, and Neon Indian and, and and Washed Out or Tori Moi prior to that? I no, I didn't discover too. Neon Indian did... and Tori Moi until 2014 or 2015. Oh 2014. wow! You just... I bet so you were an Aerial you... Pink fan That's though, crazy. weren't you? 
No, I didn't get into Aerial. Really? Oh, I loved Aerial Peak well, I'm just trying to find uh, how <laughs> how you came to beer on the rug. Like, I'm trying to find the bridge there. Uh, what, what was the bridge there between, you know, Animal Collective, Devondra Barnhart, to, like, all of a sudden, like, that weird world of, like, experimental-based, right. strange synthesizers and yeah. weird Yeah, what was your music? first where, vaporwave exposure like, where is, ever? Like, where is the bridge here? Here it is. Here's the bridge. Okay, so... I can name this person by name because they are credited on a lot of the Beer on the Rug releases as mastering. Okay. So Josh Thomas. Okay. Josh okay. Thomas. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Josh. I did I did a split with Josh um, in a band called, he had a band called Mule for a little bit of time, but he also had a band called Bodhisartha and a band called High Diving Ponies. And Bodhisartha was in like 2006. I met him on MySpace. He invited me to a show. I wasn't 21. Snuck into the bar. I got kicked out. He tried to vouch for me, and they wouldn't, so they let me stand at the back door, and it was like, like January. It was like one degree outside. I was standing <laughs> in Kansas City, like watching their them play, and he sort of like took me under his wing, and and like sort of like, like, hey man, you know, you you think you want to be a musician? He invited me over. He recorded us, uh, my my band, Notice Everything, in his basement, mm. and get, like gave us our first like official demo that wasn't on a four track, mm. and um. So then I just stayed friends with him and like anything he did, he was, he was like my mentor. Like anything he did, I would be like, give it to me. Like, let me have, like, I would listen to everything he sent me intently. Like, I love it. And um, anyway, so then he met Garev, um, who's from Wichita, believe it or not. I'm from Wichita. I'm not from Wichita, but I live in Wichita. And so Garev was uh, living in Wichita, grew up in Wichita, and then had moved to Lawrence, Kansas. And um, so they like met, Lawrence their bands cool. met. Yeah, they met. His band's name was Boo and Boo Two, and he played drums in it. Anyway, and they 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 started Beer on the Rug, and so they started releasing music in like '09, I think. Okay. Yeah. And that's like Angel One was on there as uh, Casino Gardens or something. No, it wasn't. No, Casino Gardens, and there was um, Angel One's project was called something else at the time, and it was all coming out. And Colts, of course, Colts was Josh and Garab. Uh, Colts was really the bridge. Colts. Mm. So Colts was uh, realizer, or, or sorry, that was one of the album names. Colts was the real, the real segue because Very cool. he, I, I, I idolized anything that Josh did. So mm. I got super into that, and I was just like, I want to be a part of this world. But they also mm. sort of like dangled that over my head, and I oh. almost in a, almost mm. in a little, it was a little bit fucked up. If I have to be honest, it was a little bit fucked up. And my wife. Well, still to this day, be like, dude, Joel, those guys, those guys didn't really care about you. But I was at, at the same time, I was just in this, this like shock of like, this music is where I need to be. You know what I mean? I had to be there. So I didn't really care what it took. And I was sort of like the annoying little brother to these guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, this is so interesting. I had no idea about any of this. Yeah. So then like Laser Disc Visions release and I didn't notice it at all um because i was still like digesting colt's like um theta distractions and um the casino gardens album and and then um my friends garb was friends with a lot of my friends who were musicians in wichita and like i was already into experimental music at this time and he put macintosh plus it was up on facebook in 2012 like, or 2011 right when it came out and i listened to it and that was just it was over. Mm. Yeah. It was That's Macintosh what did Plus, it for you. 
Yeah, I, cool. I listened to it and I, I did not know about sample-based music. You guys, I'm, I'm from a different world here. Same, I we know, talked about this. Yeah, I didn't know I thought the shit was all original. <laughs> I did too, I did and, too. And I FM Skyline actually said that in an interview one time. He thought it was all yeah. original and that's why too. he started making the music that he makes. Yeah, I thought it was all original and I thought it was a group of like 40 year old dads in their basement playing music and like making it sound all weird and it gave Like me the weird... Tim and Eric minivan song? Yeah, yeah. So, and my, I, I grew up with so much, so much Sade that, like, when I heard the Sade Echo Jams, I was just like, it hit my soul. You know what I mean? So, when I realized that was Sade, I was like, so that's when I started working on it. And then I listened to Laserdisc Visions. It was Laserdisc Visions that really made me decide Golden Living. Yeah, no, that no. album's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And then it was the spring of 2013 that I really golden living room had been had started in 2011 but i did not release anything until 2013 in spring of oh, wow. 2013 was when i march i was just listening to that laser visions album on that's the only thing i would listen to and my wife was just going fucking insane she's like you gotta play something else <laughs> what was it a laser visions i mean all oh I that album over, yeah all i do is yeah. play laser well Vision. you know the opening the dream nights into dreams dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, yeah. dun. there oh, was, was so the... much nights into dreams sample in that album yeah so that was a, my son my first son who's eight now that was his like i would play it every single time he had a he was taking a bath i'd play i would start that song and then i'd play the whole laser visions album oh that's so he came to like he came to like expect it so like i would put on that song that's and, adorable like, now, even now as a like you know an eight-year-old he's like I'll play it and he's like, it's the bath time song. Somebody's going to grow That's up so with funny. Vaporwave as their, like, nostalgia. Can you believe that? I know. Isn't that fucking that is crazy? That is so... That's oh going to be their nostalgia. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice work. Hey, yeah, what is so... your um? What is your preferred method of listening to music? Do you have, like, a system you use? Or do you do headphones, I, Bluetooth speakers? I would... I Okay, so I, I would be doing dishes... Because they just don't have, they, they never end, you guys. The you don't have a dishwasher? They never end. No, I do. I do. Okay. But they still, the boys go in, they grab a fucking cup and take one sip out of it. Right. And leave it, it on needs the to be washed. And then it has to be washed. Meanwhile, I <laughs> use the same cup yeah. for like a week. <laughs> bachelorhood. I, I know. I was going to say bachelorhood. Right? I wouldn't <laughs> use that word, sorry, but you know what I mean. They'll learn. I know what you mean. For the time being, <laughs> I live alone. Anyways. The Bluetooth speaker is where it's at for me. I okay. have a Marley get I have a Marley get together that my dad bought me, and it's been down some stairs, tumbled down some stairs from a from a toy car that ran into a fence and knocked it down. Um, but I would listen to that, and then the Bluetooth speaker in my car. Uh, I, I'm really weird about headphones. In fact, these headphones are driving me crazy that I'm wearing right now. I feel um, that on a spiritual level. There's are studio monitors, and I'm like, ah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if I had to, I would listen on headphones on a Bluetooth speaker. Um, I have a extensive, had an extensive tape and record collection. Many cool. people, many people knew me as this guy that just had like OG vaporwave stuff, and they didn't even know I was Golden Living Room in the Vaporwave Cassette Club. A lot of people. Oh didn't wow! Know oh, that's time. really cool. And I was selling. There's probably at least one or two people in this in here that I've sold to before. Hmm. <laughs> and, um, and like. So I think a lot of people assume that I like to listen to cassettes and vinyl, and uh, I, ideally I would, I would if I, um, if I was not practical, not saying it's impractical to listen to that media, but in my practical for my state of where I am in my life, if I had 
a tape deck that I could like grab a tape and put it in and listen to the album in full, I would. But ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, I would. I, love I like to. the shuffle button too much. That's why I'm a DJ. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I never, ever, ever shuffle. That's a, a strange thing. I've never thought about. That. I know. I it's an unpopular take. I don't. Yeah, you, I your don't brain shuffle. is so yeah, wired for all the time. Your brain is so wired for DJing, Isaac. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just like it's just like it's, it's the so worst. Wired. A song will come on. I'll be like, I've never heard this DJ. before. But it's from an album that is like revered in the scene. And I'm like, oh, I listened to it twice. Picked the four songs that I liked and ignored the rest of it forever. It's, so it's such a philistine DJ. thing to do i'm sorry guys no no it's a, it's a you're just you're just a dj dude like that's the way it was the way you you experience music yeah yeah okay but in the in the past it was an ipod uh ipod oh, 60 60 gig no 120 gig ipod um what are they called ipod shuffle something. nano no, classic no. did you ever have a zune Oh wow! No, my father-in-law did. Oh wow! I had Zunes, the Windows one. What is it? iPod Classic. Yeah, iPod Classic. Man, I got mugged in 2011. What? Oh, Oh, in I got the state where you live. You got mugged. Yeah, yeah. I was outside of WSU, Wichita State University, and I was I had gone and done my music theory homework, and I came home Uh at like 10 o'clock at night, and I went to my friend's house. I should have gone straight home because I I decided to walk instead of ride my bike. And uh, so I walked over to my friend's house, it was across the street, and I went back to my apartment complex, and I saw these guys walking on the side of the, the building. And so they, uh, they surrounded me, flanked me, Damn. and had gun on my head. And I just got paid. It was the first, the beginning of the month, and a bunch of students had just paid me for my private lessons. I had like $500 in cash oh, in my wallet. No. no. And they took my phone, they took my, uh, my wallet, this was my great-grandpa's, Air, family heirloom. Fucking assholes. Um, and they took my 160 gig, perfectly organized iPod, iPod album classic. artwork, all figured talking, out and everything. It was so. You had all the tags perfectly manicured. Heartbreaking. It was perfect. Heartbreaking. And and then they were gonna take my bag, and I opened that fucker up. And I was like, look, this is music theory homework. You don't need this. Please don't take my homework. I need to turn this in tomorrow. And they re- and they let me keep my homework. Um. But they did. They took everything else. They did not take my car keys, and I was standing next to my car, and they did not take my car keys. Hey, so, look at you for looking at the silver lining, uh, the golden <laughs> lining. Sorry. Yeah. So the golden lining. <laughs> nice. So, you know my my album with uh, Telepath, uh, Virtual Fantasy yeah. twenty ninety seven. So there's a song. There, there's a song on there called. There's a song called uh, I can't I can't see at all. It's safe. So that song was my my self-therapy to get over getting mugged oh shit it's i need safe. to listen to that right now it's safe to go outside it's like basically the only lyric wow it's safe to go outside um yeah. i know it's not funny but it kind of is strip underscore silence says stolen living room <laughs> no, no, I'm over. It, it's been it's been 10 years we can laugh yeah. at it now oh yeah I, it's been a decade clearly hindsight is i mean I've gone through a lot of traumatic things in my life and relived them to kind of desensitize myself to them. So I, I'm pretty good at laughing at most things that were pretty traumatic at the time. <laughs> good on you, man. That's the only so, way. So going then, back, um, you know, so the go. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted. To I was just saying, going back to the conversation about death. You know, that's the only way. Yeah. Anyways, uh, go for so it. So anyhow, um, yeah. Then you started getting involved with a uh, golden living room. You started. Um, Probably like all of us getting on, like all of a sudden finding yourself to become, finding yourself becoming friends with all these people across the world 
you know, on Facebook. Just, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, like all of us did back then, like we're just getting friend requests from this person, friend requests from that person, and then being like, oh, yeah. Lots and oh, lots I of saw, aliens. I, I saw that, yeah. No, I, I remember the that. aliens. Oh, my God. I remember that. I'm sorry, Chris. I know you were being serious, but do you remember the aliens? Which was the aliens? You, you don't remember getting, like, lots and lots of friend requests from alien profiles? God, I still profiles. have alien friends. From, from what? You, from must alien not have, you must not have been part of the in crowd, dog. The alien yeah. profile? Oh, it was they, they all had it was a bunch profile of profiles pictures. and they were all aliens and they had like like Arabic names or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was okay. weird. It yeah. happened in like 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yes, I do recall that. I remember the Arabic names. I just ignored those requests. <laughs> of course. I didn't know what that was. You're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us were like, ooh, I wonder what this is. I didn't know. I was I like, think I maybe they're remember. real. Maybe they're maybe they're contacting yeah. me through Facebook. Anyway, Telepath yeah. is actually a super group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, what you were saying, um, Chris, about meeting an SPF. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, cool. So basically, SPF, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I'm right. sorry, your thing. No, yeah, Tua in Midwest Collective. He was mm -hmm. part of Midwest Collective, and we were yeah. all uh, doing our thing, and like we were all kind of trying to like fit in. And I was, I was joining the tiny chats with Lux and and yep. uh, Stress. Yep. Liz uh, and um, mm -hmm. Chaz and and St. Pepsi. Shout and out Liz Ramona and Chaz. And all those, all those people. Like I just, I inserted myself because I wanted to be a part of it so badly well, that we I all just, did. I mean, yeah. we all, we all did, and because we all were looking at everybody else and ourselves as well, and like turntable, you know, yeah, turntable. Yeah, turn God, uh -huh. yeah. I, I was going on uh, Last FM and like looking at, uh, you know who was being scrabbled or whatever around the, you know, who was listening to me and was also... TV Nicks. Yeah. <laughs> TV Nicks, Sleepy Nicks. That reminded me. Uh, Alexa Elite had said something about TV. Yeah, TV Nicks. Anyway, I'm sorry for cutting you off there. You can cut me off. Uh, absolutely. Just You're the guest. You, could, you get cut off privileges. Cut me off, cut me off all you want. I, I don't shut up, but uh, <laughs> anyway... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just looking at all the um, all the different uh, artists on Last FM and, and such that were like suggested. If you listen to this, then here's oh some man, do you about. remember when they changed that? When you couldn't look at yeah. page after page after page of yeah. similar artists? Oh, it made mm -hmm. me so sad. But then also like Facebook groups, like uh, or Facebook pages, like um, Big Boy Dreams or, in Your Brain. Or, or yeah, oh exactly. my god, or I forgot about that. Or, or chill wave glow fi Mr. Nonsense. Yeah. Mr. Nonsense. Mr. Nonsense. Thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mr. Yeah. Nonsense curated post a lot of Post chill wave surfer. He, he curated a lot of us and put us together on One compilations star. or posted our posted our music videos that we would make. Um, it's funny if you you know you, if you go back and look at um, maybe like uh, the symposium compilation, right, which has yeah. a lot of us on it. Um, it's like the people who are still around from that early internet phase. Uh, they're the ones that identified with Vaporwave. <laughs> like, there's a lot of great artists that were like, well, I'm not sure if I'm, like, part of this or not. And oh, yeah, like, Trace Monitores. Like, you actually are, but you don't realize it, or maybe you're fighting it, and now you're not around anymore. <laughs> like, right. it's interesting. A lot of the people who were around back then in the early internet phase um, and who are still here today um, you know, were the ones who understood that Vaporwave was a, was a movement, you know, and that we wanted to be a you know, we were we were a part of it. It was happening. Yeah. We were a part of it. We didn't fight it. We knew even if we didn't, it didn't we didn't sound exactly like Macintosh Plus. You knew you were a part of it, and you know, and we're still around. If you look at like those compilations or what was going on on those, like there's a lot of great artists that were around back then 
Um, I don't know. Like, there's like artists like, like Box of Wolves and things like this. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of the old yeah, Keats and, Collective guys. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's like the people who didn't really kind of like throw themselves into being associated with the movement. Oh, they're not really around anymore. Living mm-hmm. Room Visions. Remember that Facebook group? Of course. Living Room Visions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or even um, what's or, or recordings? Yes. Absolutely. Um. Or uh, you know, Styles used to post a lot of stuff. Or, or Corbin, Corbin, Stylus? You know, yeah, Corbin, yeah, Corbin Carey, S T Y L S S, and then yeah, Sunset Stylus. Waves, Corbin Carey. I have a Sunset yeah. Waves with Corbin Carey's curation of stuff and the little mm-hmm. Facebook uh, pages he had at for everything. And yeah, mm-hmm. I was, yeah, was a Stylus boy for a while. I was Stylus. So I was for a, wait a minute, you did a guest mix, didn't you? I do. I did a lot with Stylus. I actually. Yeah, I love Stylus, bro. I'm glad I brought up Stylus. Stylus is more like hip hop <laughs> influenced. I, I feel like, thing. but there's been some Saint Pepsi on Stylus, like. Yeah, I got. Um, I, I I really those those guys. Okay, here's another moment. Like, uh, I was told to go fuck myself from the lead person of Stylus oh, after wow. a, few, a few years ago. But that's a hot take because you know what? I'm super grateful for those people because they really pushed me. They really like that dude that runs Stylus. That guy. But he was such a dick to me. God, he's from like, Portland, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was such a dick to me. But but the but the thing is, is that he he was really supportive and really good to the. <laughs> Love's coming through with the, the links. Yeah, that dude was so mean to me, and I just oh, man, did, that's I a just shame. Continue to I continue to work because it's not Jason I, Burns, is it? No. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then Celador was. A part of that, and so yeah. sell it. I think it was. I think I don't know if this is illegal to say this, but Celador it and, is. and stress. We have uh, to end the was, episode right now. And Liz and Celador were a little sad. Just kidding. If anybody else okay. didn't know that, if you guys didn't listen to Little Sad, I don't know. I really liked Little Sad a lot. Like yeah. that was a, a good one for me. But anyway, yeah, Stylus was was really a, a great learning experience. Love uh, Stylus. Plug in, plug in dropout was technically released on Stylus. Hmm. Honestly, um, Kid Henrik's stylist guest mix introduced me to so much good future trap, wave music, instrumental mm-hmm. hip hop. Like, yeah, me too. Me too. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, like, let's see. Um. Yeah. So then the tapes came out on this ain't heaven recording concern. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, stylist was great. I learned a lot from them. Um, I shout really out to negative to. I don't have anything negative to say except for that the, the lead guy was a little bit mean to me, but I think that was just sort of like my victimhood. <laughs> I mean, I just, I kind of wonder why, but maybe that's not for this broadcast. Sure. Yeah, I, I think it was more my victimhood and my na- naivete and sort of like tendency, tendency to be up here all the time and not like, I mean, get your shit together, Joel. I need this like now. That's a really need, mature way of looking at kickers. it. I, mean, I need those ass kickers, man. I really do. My <laughs> wife has got to kick my ass all the time or else I wouldn't get anything done. I need somebody to I respect me. it. We got a, we got a couple of questions. Uh, we're coming down. We're winding down to our last 15 minutes. We got a couple of questions that haven't been addressed sure. yet. Uh, one of them, kind of a fun one from Nathan from a while back. He said, if you could live in any MMORPG world for the rest of your life, what would it be? Final Fantasy XI. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I great. need to play Final Fantasy XI. I don't like MMOs, but I guess I need to check it out. It's great, yeah, but it's sort of like I don't that know that optional super boss. I'm told is like the hardest in the entire series. Yeah. All right, next question. That's a good answer. Next question. Um, 
Bulgarian, what is his username? Bulgarian, Bulgarian Zoomer. Zoomer. Another good question. Um, what's the backstory and meaning of Sunday, May 3rd, 2015 track from Post Internet? Oh, God. I was just listening to that the other day. Um, I'm actually using the same microphone right now that I recorded that on. Uh, my wife was like, was like so pregnant and she was really uncomfortable and i wasn't sleeping well because she wasn't sleeping well and so i got up really early in the morning but that was before my days of getting up early intentionally and so yeah my son my second son was about to be born sam uh, my oldest son would sleep really late and so i got up and i went out on the deck and i was watching the sunrise i was drinking my coffee and I, i was recording and just talking and the birds were just sort of like like it was mesmerizing to the point where i got almost into a trance i was so tired but i was listening to the birds and it like kind of transported me and i almost felt like i was like uh, went into a dream state really fast from the sounds of the birds oh wow even though i, I even though i already drank a whole cup of coffee i like went sort of like started like uh hallucinating or something i don't know how to explain it but uh but then i went and i started working with the recordings from that mic and uh i had a really bad the bleeps in that are are completely unintentional they're like literally the sound of my sound cards like getting ready to explode just saying this is a warning <laughs> that's that so interesting whatever it is that you're doing is going to max out the system and it's going to destroy your computer and it would bleep and blip and finally when i had enough problems i took it to my friend josh and i was like hey man what's going on he's like yeah your settings like well, you have no idea what you're doing do you no i don't <laughs> still don't um Anyway, yeah, so, um, then I just, and then the, the loop that's playing, the musical loop that's playing is actually a sample from Final Fantasy V. I noticed you didn't put that one in your top four. Oh, I've never played it. What? Yeah, I know. You gotta play the Game Boy Advance port, dog. I wouldn't put it, like, at the top, I'd put it, like, in the middle, but, you know. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out, I need to. It's a weird, zany final dungeon, dude, it's, it's... I mean, those final dungeons are always super metaphysical, but like five is off the charts. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. That's um, that's a really good song. I mean, it turned out like the environment created that song. I just sort of like channeled that. I just sort of channeled that one. I love that, man. That's a super cool story. Can I ask a question? Or uh, please do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just really briefly, um, how'd you link up with our? How'd you first link up with our buddy Telepath? I also um, know this. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna be honest. I've, he he knows the the honest truth. Okay. Be honest. Um. Dream Catalog had contacted me about putting out Welcome Home, or asked me for an album, and I kept putting them off because I was just such a fucking arrogant dick at the time. Like, I just thought I was like something cool because I was there at the beginning or whatever you know what i mean uh-huh, uh-huh. uh and so i'm like oh everyone's doing vaporwave now it's fucking bullshit you know i was in it before everybody was cool you know that was my attitude at the time so uh then i saw everybody was like talking about telepath and it's like well why is everybody talking about telepath because he's just a fucking poser like all these other new what? dude i remember when luxury elite and saint pepsi were new and i was like i don't know about this new vaporwave right yeah so I'm like, it's a good thing i didn't over. listen to that stupid inner dialogue right yeah i know i know so it was my my pure arrogance that led me to saying let me tell you i'm being honest guys okay so i was like you know what this guy's getting so much attention i should just ask him if he wants to collaborate i didn't even listen to his music at first <laughs> i did i love that 
that's how fucking arrogant I was. Okay, he'll be so, lucky. To... <laughs> right. Well, no, it wasn't. Hey, like, it was I respect just, you being like, honest about that. Time for the flames, Jeff. God, yes, I'm telling flames, you, Jeff. Like, like, I was so like full of myself at that time. Like, and I didn't even, I never told anybody. I was only, like, into myself in my own head. Like I said, I get stuck we, in my head. We all, we all feel that way about ourselves. That's the, that's the end, dude. You I know, mean... We all get in that headspace once in a while. And that's yeah. nothing to be ashamed of. I think that at some point, and, you know, good for you for acknowledging, like, man, I don't know what I was thinking. But I think every single one of us has been there at some point. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and I so... know I have. I, so, like, I get everybody has been there. Well, I started talking to him, and we instantly started talking about dreams. And that's cool. Then I realized I realized yeah. we had we had a major connection like from the get go. And so I started listening to the music, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It's just oh my god. Oh, uh, not all of it, but a lot of it. And I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a big big fan of the music and the person as well. Yeah. Yes, he changed I, I my enjoy... life. I really have enjoyed every conversation I've ever had with them, you know? So, yeah. Telepath, I'm just being, and if I have to continue to be honest, the man has changed my life and probably saved my life. Wow. So, oh, that's really cool. And he's my best friend, so I'll just leave it at that. That's really cool. Yeah. There's, you know, you know, he's just a that. really fun person to have a conversation with. Because I'm the sort of person who really doesn't like to discuss superficial things very often, or for too long at least. I, it just begins to bore me. Like, I don't want to talk about just, like, I, I like to, to get to the, you know, to, like, the more fun things to talk about are the abstract concepts. For me, at least, you know? And, uh, you know, he, he uh, does that very well. And uh, I, uh, I remember having great conversations with him and smoking his private stashes over at the Electronicon, too, and such. So yeah. yeah, nothing but positive things for me. The guy is on, on that aspect. That, yeah. So he he took over that mentorship role that Josh had for me and has. That's interesting because he's pretty young. Yeah, he's he's like almost <laughs> ten, he's almost ten years younger than me. I think he's probably oh, like eight. He's like eight or seven years younger than me. I think. And are we? Anyway, we're all in our thirties here. I think. Yeah, I'm 34, and so same. I think he's. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how old he is exactly. Well, you know, but, in many ways, we are all every age. You know, depending yeah. on who we are. You know. We're all, yeah, you, you, we're all we're all all the ages, honestly. Indeed. You know? So, yeah, he's taught me pretty much like everything that I know about using. Like the way I did all those early albums are just completely like totally whack. That the way I recorded those, and he's he's taught me a lot and mm. continues to teach me. Mm. I used some choice tracks for our promo, so clearly, uh. You've made an impact, at least on myself. Well, that's great. I'm. This has been like, this is great. I was, I was nervous. I tell you, I get nervous. Oh, really? dude. Every performance, yeah. I used to oh, get nervous. It's, it's so much fun. Hot takes is a, is a fun time to just yeah. chat and talk, go through your your journey of how you became who you are musically. You know what I mean, and and personally, and uh, yeah. It's just what it's it's fun, and this is what we do here. That's so why I don't really consider this like terribly much an interview show. This is we're having a conversation. Sure, we no, we I do just... have uh we have if you don't mind me jumping in, we have another really good question by Nathan before sure. we kind of start to close things out. Wants to know how you uh, uh what did he say? How did you link up with uh, Death Dynamic Shroud? Okay, James. Like okay, it was the Final Fantasy XI and Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very mainly cool. Fantasy yeah. Star Online because yeah, Fantasy he told Star me Online. to check that out. I, I didn't. 
I should. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online was that was before Final Fantasy Eleven, right before. Is that and, an MMO or a strategy RPG? Yeah, it was on Dreamcast. It's an MMO, and then, okay. And then it was yeah, and then it was ported to uh, GameCube. Anyway, uh, I spent many. I spent. I probably wasted a whole entire year of or two of my I life. I wouldn't on say that. Was PSO, and then a year or two of my life on Final Fantasy Eleven. But I was already I was sampling PSO, and he was reblogging my stuff on Tumblr. Yeah, and he was basically reaching out to me because he really liked my music and was just like, oh, cool. championing, championing my my music, and then well, I <laughs> another guitar player himself. You know what I mean? Right. That's like absolutely. You know, James. and he just sort of just like put me. James on a is a guitar like, player. Yeah, James? I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. Okay. Dude, really? Of yeah. course. James is a big guitar. I've only player. seen him I, live I like once. I didn't know. Oh no! You got he's like the amount of bands that him and Tech were. Did oh yeah, the prog bands. Oh, I didn't know that he played the guitar. Yeah, my bad. Oh, Sorry my guys. Yeah, he plays guitar. Thanks, he's shrouding. Played, he's played guitar at some Death Dynamic Shroud shows as well. Actually, oh James, yeah. If you ever listen to some of his um, side projects and such, there's more guitar work on those. Yeah. Yeah, James. James. Um, he made me feel special, like by like calling my music New World because that was his thing and like mm -hmm. and then he like then i listened to his stuff and then we have this other friend named zedra um goes by zedra cyborg on fa on facebook and also a really great person and really great um artist and we were sort of like this power trio of like we love final fantasy and we love fantasy star online and like oh that's anything too simple, cool. anything sega aesthetic you know anything like that that late 90s early 2000s sega aesthetic was like our, our jam that was our bonding point so yeah, James and I have some. I'll uh, since we're almost at that promo promo point, I'll talk about something with James soon. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, and then go should, ahead and just segue into that once you're. Uh, so right. okay. going into the promo stuff now, Isaac? Should we just get into? Well, that? he he said he wanted to kind of talk a little bit oh, about the James thing, and then I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead and just go right into your promo. Well, yeah. That's well, that's the promo. Itself. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Um. So James oh, and I did an exciting. album. Yeah, James and I did an album together in 2018. Um, and. It was like right when Death Dynamic Shroud kind of like exploded, like around mm. that time. And so the album has been done since 2018. And it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, anybody who's heard it, which has been a few people, knows how good it is. And uh, I've been, James got so busy that it was really hard to like get him to com to like commit to finishing it. But he didn't want to scrap it. He never wanted to scrap it. He just wanted to like wait till the time was right, like time, you know. Yeah. So um, I almost had given up hope on it, on it ever coming out, because it's completely done. I mean, even the artwork is done. Wow. It's map. It's mastered. Uh, it just has never had the the back thing, the back credit thing made. That's it. That's literally it. Wow. <laughs> and so um, the talks are to have it come out on uh, Midwest Collective. And okay. hopefully 2022. That's that's nice. as specific as I can be. And then phenomenal, awesome. Yeah, to it. you heard it here first on hot takes. You heard it here first. It's you guys. It's so good. Like ah, I can't wait to hear. I'm it. I'm sorry. So like James, James, is it online? Can we hear it? No, uh, no, not, he's not, not, yet. not till 2022. Isaac. Yeah, well, he uh, said it's been done. I don't know. I thought maybe it was it's on. Been maybe done, but it's it's in the vault. We'll Goddamn, that's exciting. I don't know yet, but I... I'll, Man, I'll, I would have been blowing this guy's I'll, inbox up. When are we going to release it? 
Oh, I know. It's hard, but you know, you know how it is uh, as a musician and an artist is like, it's really hard to like completely finish things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't know. I've like, always I, wondered how you guys know when to stop. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, for instance, you know, the the you know the my ambient side project. Like, I had gotten your contribution for contribution from it like months ago, right? But it takes you know, forever to just get right. everything together to get the track list to get it mastered. It's still not even done yet. I still have to get like the artwork. I got to figure out right. how who I'm how I'm going to so release good. it. Who so I'm going to release it. Good thing you have a wealth of opportunities and choices. Yes, I'm glad so you. Anyway. I'm glad you brought that up too because that's an exciting album. Yeah, oh, I, I heard some you. early leak. Well, not yes. leaks. Oh, you showed you. me, and I was excited about what I heard. We'll get to it. The, I finally, I just got the masters for it back from Angel. So oh, uh, keep sneaking it into his Insta story. Yeah, Angel, uh, uh, Angel, Mark, like you know, Fire Tools, Matt just yeah. finished mastering and engineering for it. So, but we'll get to that in the promos. All, all when it comes to my time, or right. etc. Sure. So, all right. Um, yeah, to continue uh, my promo thing, um, Welcome Home is going to be reissued on vinyl. Okay. Uh, with you. my pet flamingo. There. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Phenomenal. Finally, and it's got reworked album artwork ish, just a little bit from um, John Mo Productions. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it it. it Man, I did it, not know John Mo did those by hand. I can't. Yeah. That. Yeah. And if wow. Bulgarian Zoomer is still in here, he he wrote he a is. short a short essay on all the the like the loose knits of my albums uh in terms of how they're like put on spotify versus youtube versus just the co the cohesion from like yeah. service to service and how it wasn't the same and why why it wasn't so this will be the definitive version of welcome home that has uh, that has uh, artistic amnesia is one of the songs that wasn't on the actual album but it was on the the full tape but it wasn't on the digital um so that'll be on there and it'll be in the correct placing and and yeah, so that's going to happen. There's talks about um, new nostalgia and post internet also coming out. Or sorry, uh, yeah, new nostalgia and post internet. I don't know about plug in and drop out. Maybe um, post internet is maybe going to come out on another label, but I haven't. That hasn't gotten far enough for me to really say for sure. Yeah. Um, there's also talk about nine reflections coming out as a vinyl as well, but that nice. was, that's that's sort of like premature. But yeah. the artwork has been done by our friend August already yeah, and it's very good cool. august it's beautiful so i haven't yeah. given up hope on Perfect. that august i have not so it's just i like just really busy um and uh, there will at some point also be some jory camacho uh music to come very so cool. jory, Cam- jory cool. camacho is sort of like my folky um psychedelic folk side project cool cool cool, cool. yep I that's like it. it all right um Isaac, uh, that's a uh, lot of great stuff. That is a lot of great stuff. Here. Yeah, and nobody here. Sorry, I forgot. Oh yeah, the the story of oh, yeah. I, th- thanks to thanks to Chris, actually, I got an interview on that, and I'm gonna. Oh, very cool. Gonna, yeah, that's fine. I was happy to be a part I of that. Got you. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Got I I I, I, I yeah. I linked them up with Dennis as well. With me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but uh. uh I don't have anything, man. I was supposed to perform for the uh, Pacific Plaza Rosewood Show 1212, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Matt uh watson got invited and sold the show mm. out last minute and i got sick as a motherfucker and couldn't do my set mm. so feeds oh. the wombat threw down a badass like it sounded like a nasty hip-hop set um Phenomenal. but but yeah i missed it completely man uh i got nothing coming I... up uh, probably gonna be throwing together some sort of something just for giggles um nice. 
I do want to show you guys one super cool thing if you'll give me one second. Sure, sure. take your time. Ooh, wow. I wonder what this super cool thing is going to be. Yeah. Lux Sorry. Here. Just thought about this last. I, I didn't oh, mean to cut you I, off, I man. know what this I know what this is now. Okay. okay. So yeah, I did a DJ set for the... Oh, this is amazing, by the isn't way. Isn't it? I did a DJ set for a Vapor Space. Uh, Worldwide Wave happened in the summertime, and I did a 30-minute outrun synthwave DJ set. And my partner, Luxury Elite, did the visuals. Lux has done visuals for many of her sets. Does a phenomenal job with archival uh, footage, commercials, ads, whatever. For my birthday, Lux had Yovozal assist her in pressing to VHS a copy of our 30-minute set that I did for Worldwide Wave. She has the the set list right here. With I can't some screen grabs. She is so phenomenally S tier gift right here. Now my VCR is a piece of shit and well. won't play, but she and I have a copy of this set. Um, Lux, That's if you dope. want, link it in the chat. Some of the coolest visuals I've had the pleasure of having done for me. Um, amazing visuals. They are lots of Ford and Low Patton, Com Trues, uh, Mitch Murder. But it's none of my. It's not my work. It's just mixing. But I was very, very happy to be a part of that. The visuals are Beautiful. amazing. And it, so I don't know if I've fun. ever gotten a, so a more fun. special gift in my entire life. I, so, I I yes, I know I can get VCRs for $15. I'm just lazy. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's <laughs> about the only thing I really have so to, to shout out is this amazing gift from my uh, wonderful, beautiful partner, skilled, talented, luxury elite. All right. You have the floor, boss. Uh, okay, so I guess the next thing that I'll be having coming out will be uh, my ambient side project, Polymath Vampire. That is finished. It features collaborations with our good friend and current guest, uh, Golden Living Room, uh, do, uh, and guitar work from Golden Living Room. Also features guitar work from Donor Lens and also from Tower of the Sun and uh, Winter Quilt and Hawaii 94. And it just—it's uh, been mastered and engineered by uh, also for a previous hot takes guest, Fire Tools, Angel Markwood. Shout uh, out, Angel. And um, that's just been mastered. And keep an eye out. We'll see what happens next. I love that album. I listen to oh. it. I listen to it a lot. I listen to a bit of it too, and I'm very impressed. I had to. Oh. At first, I was drawing a blank on what I was gonna do with the guitar work on it and so then finally i set up all my pedals and i walked away for like a couple hours and i came back and put it on and just started playing i was like okay i'm feeling it so i just hit record and then caught some of the work the higher the higher moments of that beautiful work beautiful work perfect thank you so much for contributing to it and uh we'll i will keep you abreast of further developments yes all right all right guys that's a wrap um thank you so much for tuning in thank you for making this a very special night for me chris and golden living room thank you golden living room for joining us tonight and giving us some insight into you and your taste yes uh don't forget to join us in two weeks love you guys follow us on uh, twitter facebook instagram uh, uh, twitch youtube invite your friends bring some people in share the love and uh, yep. meet back here at 7 p.m. Pacific on January 3 for an evening with Lunitas. Yes, Lunitas will be Renowned Vaporwave artist Lunitas will be joining us in two weeks. And we love you guys very, very much. Thank you for being dedicated fans. And good night. Good night.
That's a hot take. Swing it around, American flag, because that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, God damn it, Isaac. New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like. Don't touch my records, ever.